All right, what's going on, guys? It's Keenan over at Lateral Limits, your friendly neighborhood SOT. Uh, which, before we get into the actual podcast and, and who I'm hosting and everything, uh, one of my buddies asked uh, what an SOT even means, which is funny because I introduce myself like that all the time, even in TikToks and everything. And he texts me, he's like, Hey, what's an SOT? And I didn't answer within like three seconds, so he called me and he goes, uh, I wasn't really sure what it meant. And he thought it meant uh, self-ordained therapist, which is funny because obviously the podcast is entitled Cheap Therapy. Uh, but no, I guess that would that could fit. Right? That makes sense. That, that could fit. Sense. So uh, no, and then he even Googled it, and he Googled it, and he said SOT. So the non-abbreviated version, just the word SOT, means like moron or idiot. So he's like, I don't understand. Are you a therapist or are you an idiot? And I was like, ah, kind of both, right? But no, so SOT stands for Special Occupational Tax. So I, I always introduce myself as my fr your friendly neighborhood SOT. Uh, basically, uh, an SOT is a Class 3 firearms dealer. So obviously, we deal in suppressors, NFA items, machine guns, all that fun stuff. So that's what, yeah, that's what, uh, that's what SOT means. So, um, yeah. So without further ado, guys, this is Episode 7 of Cheap Therapy Podcast. Um, I am your host, Keenan. I own Lateral Limits in Garland. And our guest today is a really good friend of mine. His name's Henry Key. Uh, we met about a year and a half ago. About a year and a half ago yeah, or so, yeah. And uh, we spent a decent amount of time together since then. Uh, yeah, he takes all my money. Yeah, and and uh, but I give him a decent amount. Yeah, well, we do a lot of trading yeah, stuff anyway. Cool so uh, yeah, so Henry uh, Henry is a tattoo artist, and if you ever come into the shop and you see my beautiful sleeve, beautiful. which is slowly coming to completion, um, if you see the sleeve on my right arm, that is all Henry's work. So, uh, without further ado, uh, Henry Key. So, Hayden, tell us about yourself, where your shop's at, with uh, everything. Yeah, uh, my name's Henry Key. I'm from Auburn, Alabama, four down. Um, moved to Dallas about five years ago, six, six years ago now. And um, I own HK Inc. Studios off Walnut Hill and 75 South in Dallas, Texas. And, um, yeah, I'm about 16 years in in my career. And... Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a up and down journey, man. But you know, grateful for where I'm, where I've been, and and you know, looking forward to continuing to progress the the tattoo community by way of private studios. Hell yeah, man! Hell yeah! So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Henry's shop is a it's like a by appointment only, right? Yeah, you don't take yeah. really walk ins. Um, yeah, it's not a street shop at all. It's definitely appointment only. You know, really quiet, really personal. Um, I like to focus on one thing at a time and really give that canvas, you know, all your attention instead of having the distractions of a, a which, regular street shop environment. Yeah, which know? which I find like the street shop stuff is super like intimidating. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, you know, especially for yeah, people, and like actually, uh, so you're in like a sort of like a center where there's a lot of like estheticians yeah, and stuff yeah, like that, people yeah. who. You know, uh, which actually hilarious story about that. Thank you, guest. Now let me go on to a 22-minute tangent on this hilarious story. So uh, I went to get my first haircut today in about two years. Okay, so uh, I didn't want to, like, cut cut my hair. I just wanted to, like, trim it, right? Because my sister does, did looked, the whole... It looks good, by the way. Yeah, thank you, thank you. So he did the whole... She did the whole cosmetology thing. She told me that I need to, like, cut off the dead ends, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I like Googled salons cause I didn't want to go to like a sports clips or whatever. Oh, like, yeah. you know, like I wanted to go to uh, like, really, I wanted to go to a, a, someone who like, like cut mostly women's hair because my hair is getting pretty long now. 
And I uh, dude, I went to a lot of the places that were like yours, mm-hmm. and that shit was really intimidating. Yeah, like yeah. I totally understand <laughs> how like women get intimidated going into like tire shops and like gun yeah, stores and stuff yeah. like that. But I do like I walked around. And, I mean, I didn't know like what to ask or whatever. Just like, hey, can you like cut my shit? You know, and uh, like one lady was asking me questions. One I called and I was like, hey, do you like take walking? She's like, we do, but we don't cut men's hair. Isn't it the same? And I was like, no, no, no. Like I get that. You probably don't know how to do like fades or whatever. Like yeah, I get because yeah. they don't teach that in cosmetology yeah, school. Yeah, right, right. Um, and I was like, no, I get it. But like uh, I was like, I don't exactly have like men's hair. Like my hair's pretty long, you know. <laughs> And she's like, no, no, I, I understand. We just don't cut men's hair. And I couldn't get her to understand, like, dude, I there's no difference between my hair was, and a woman it with... It was like a like Pulp Fiction Travolta. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, it was really it was really funny. But anyway, so Henry Studios yeah. kind of in one of these... Uh, it's like a little... So uh, like salon suite. Salon suite strip thing. It's just split up and each individual owner can just, you know... Create your own hours yeah, yeah. and, you know, all that fun stuff. It's, it's pretty free. Uh, but when we went, I went to like three of them, dude. And it, it was like, I mean, it took forever. And so I finally found one that had like a living human being inside of it. And then uh, I talked to this lady and she's like, oh, well, like, go see the receptionist. And at the receptionist's office thing, it said uh, like, hey, like walk-ins welcome, which I was like, nice. It was like walk-ins welcome. But if there's no receptionist just like walk around and somebody I'm sure can help. And I was like, yep, nope, no deal. I'm out. Nope. Screw that. Just like, in the halls yeah, well, first off, I have a blazing mustache. I'm a dude with like a man bun and instantly people see me and they're like, okay, yeah. someone you should probably call 911. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's yeah. really funny. But anyway, so I digress. Uh, I did think that was pretty funny. That happened to me today. Um, but yeah, so anyway, uh, so you're, uh, your little tattoo parlor. Uh, it's like a little one man show, which I really like because you know, when you go into something that you're not super comfortable with, like me, for example, going to trying to find a salon to cut my hair. Um, it's super intimidating if that's not something you're super comfortable with. So I really like the fact that, I mean, obviously I have several tattoos before I met you. So, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. mind going to a tattoo shop, yeah, but yeah. if somebody, especially if they want like their first tattoo, right. it could be like a really daunting yeah, experience. Scared, man. Like, and you know, the times are changing and those old street shops are just slowly dying, you know, and more artists are, are going out and doing their own thing instead of giving, you know, 40% to this old guy that, Right. Did nothing today. Just exactly. taking all your money, you know. And, you know, people are getting smart, man. Everybody wants to, you know, do their own thing and make their own money and control their schedule and, you know, not be micromanaged by, you know, big, you know, old street shops. That's just a, it's a thing of the past, man. Like it's, and I don't ever think it'll go back. Like it'll just forever, you know, they'll just slowly die away. And, you know, I mean, a lot of places, are, I mean, like, look at the whole salon thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, man. I mean, like, dude, like, I, I literally, bro, I could not find. Because old tattoo shops are dying. Yeah. And, like, I know? couldn't find a brick and mortar, like, salon that had, mm-hmm. like, 10 chairs in it. Yeah. And it was just, like, full of people cutting hair. I couldn't find that. Yeah. And, um, it's it, only in a few. You know, few niche spots where you see, you know, old school tattoo shops like still thriving, you know what I'm saying? But they're still pumping out new people, you know, that are just cooked up with the old ways, you know, the ways of old, you know what I mean? Right. But less and less people are doing apprenticeships. 
the people are just ordering kits on eBay and, right. you know, just tattooing with Chinese bullshit. And so, uh, hilarious story about that is that, uh, so for all of our listeners, uh, so it's still kind of a part of my business plan later in life that I'd l- still like to get a barber and a tattoo artist involved yeah. in the shop. And I'm still pinning my hopes on Henry that I'm going to change his mind. So uh, yeah. he, we, we kind of sort of uh, talked about it briefly yeah, and then, it and yeah. then uh, it just, it took a long time and then I decided, you know, we're not doing it in Garland anymore. And so we kind of put it on hold. So I'm still hoping that that's part of the business plan because that's really what I want to do. But uh, I had another dude cause like I had talked about it to a few clients, mm-hmm. right? And I had another guy come up and, you know, he, you know, oh, well, I mean, dude, like I could definitely, you know, I could definitely do it or whatever. So like, yeah, man, cool, dude. Like, you know, let me, like, let me see a portfolio. You know, I'm not a tattoo artist, but actually what I was going to do is I was going to take a portfolio, give it to you and be like, hey, (laughs) you know, hey buddy, like if if you don't want to do it, like I get it, but you know, what do you think? And obviously like, I didn't even need to go that far. That's how shitty this dude's work looked. And, uh, I was like, you know what? Uh, it's crazy. I just changed my mind. I'm actually, we're not doing tattoos. I don't like tattoos anymore. And I just, I changed my mind, dude. I changed my mind. So, but anyway, so to digress about that, we, uh, I found a really nice place in Rowlett that I really like. Uh, I just don't think it's not because of me. Um, and not because of zoning. I just think that, uh, cause it's like a conglomerate, I guess that owns that facility. It's like a, a real estate group. Mm-hmm. And I just think that they just don't like guns. So I'm like, hey, look, whatever. I can't, I can't, I can't really do anything about that. But anyway, um, going from that, we kind of talked a little bit about your business, kind of what you do, where you're at, and all that fun stuff. Give you a nice little introduction. Uh, so we did have one question. I had, uh, I've been trying to field questions from, you know, like Instagram and Facebook and all yeah. that. You know, when we post, uh, when I post about who we're going to have and stuff. So the one question that we did get asked is, uh, we've been seeing a lot of ads and i guess that little dude supreme patty or whatever on tiktok oh, he yeah. uh, yeah. uh he is really big into like the tattoo numbing cream oh, yeah. so like what are your what are you, does it work have you used <laughs> it before uh you know i've had mixed reviews over the years um some states outlaw that shit but oh, uh, no shit does yeah, it like stop bleeding properly and uh it's the just healing not process? really as regulated as it should be you know that makes but, sense uh, you know, some companies will put more lidocaine than they're supposed to, or, you know, just be like, oh, extra strength, you know what right. I mean? <laughs> but I've it's had mixed reviews. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, some people say they, they feel it, and some people say it, it works, but to me, it's all just a placebo effect. Like, it just, you know, you mentally trick yourself into it not hurting just because that's what you want so bad. Right. You know, and... I've never used it personally, but I don't know if it really works or not. I've had probably 50-50, you know, people say, oh, my God, I still feel it. This shit sucks. You know what I mean? And, you know, some, people, yeah, some people go to sleep. Yeah. You know, and oh, there's no way. Like, wow. I have, uh, so my buddy Tyler, when I got my first tattoo, which is the Eagle Globe and Anchor on my chest, mm-hmm. uh, I went with him. He was getting, like, a full rib. Like, dude, this thing's massive. Like, it spans across from, like... Basically to the front of his ribs, all the way to the back. Like, it's huge. And it's a big Marine Corps tattoo. And we both went. So, I actually went. I just went to to talk to the artist. Yeah. To, like, introduce myself. I was going to give him a picture and be like, hey, like, what do you think? You know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And so, I handed uh, Alan the picture. Who, he's a tattoo artist back in Lafayette. And uh, I handed him the picture. And so, we're talking. And uh, 
he like drafts it up or whatever. He looks at it and he goes, okay, cool. He said, well, uh, it'd be like 150 bucks, uh, which is the shop minimum. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, he's like, you ready? I was like, I'm sorry. He's like, <laughs> right now, he's like, where do you want it? And I said, well, I was thinking about like, on, like on my, on my left side of my chest, like on my pec. And he's like, yeah, bro. Like, I'm. He's like, I don't have another, I don't have an appointment for like, uh, like three hours. So he's like, it's plenty of time. I can knock this out. He's like, do you want to do it now? So I was like, sure, <laughs> let's do it. And, uh, so we started doing the tattoo. Now, mind you, this is my first tattoo. And, uh, and obviously like chest tattoos aren't yeah, the, up, so yeah, they're, they're, they're supposed to be like, kind of like on the higher end yeah, of the pain. I would, I would categorize it, you know. Seven at the least. Yeah. You know, out of ten. So, and what really sucked is he started, like, right here, like, basically on the Five. sternum. And, uh, like I said, this is my first ever tattoo. Yeah. Which I probably shouldn't have started on the nah, chest. Yeah, I probably I should have done, you know, like, maybe the back yeah, or, you know, I the shoulder or something. 16 on my arm, and it, you know, I was fine. But it's definitely a new feeling, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, because, like, not knowing, and so when you start it, like, you know, because you, you're, like, Nyeh! for, like, you know, like, a, an inch or so, stop, you know, dab your little thing in the ink yeah. or whatever, and, like, restart. So he did it for, like, an inch and a half, and uh, I just remember thinking, like, what in the <laughs> This shit hurts. Like, what the shit? So he stopped. He stopped, and I was like, hey, hey, um, quick question. Is the whole thing going to feel like this? And so I, most people, I guess prefer uh lining over yeah, shading yeah that's what yeah i, I do i, I actually think the, like the lining hurts more than the shading yeah because i guess with the shading like the pain is like evened yeah, out the lining yeah the, the lining needles are you know group type right you know, like a point you know more to yeah point so it's like more like confined yeah yeah so when he when he started or whatever and i asked him i was like hey just quick question how long do you think this is gonna take and he's like oh probably about like an hour and a half i'd say so he said you know like we normally charge like a hundred dollars an hour so it's yeah. about an hour and a half you're looking at it you know that's why i quoted you a buck fifty so i was like oh nice mind you i'm like seven seconds deep <laughs> And I was like, oh, <laughs> ah, shit, dude, this shit hurts. He goes, wait, is, it, is this your first tattoo? And I was like, mm-hmm. He goes, ah. He, said, he, said, he <laughs> said, so what did you learn? <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, we trucked it on from there. But, yeah, that was not that was not a fun experience. Nah, man, so I wouldn't recommend it, you know, for all the people out there, that, you know, looking into their first couple tattoos. Like. You should get it on the top of your head. Because yeah. I, yeah, you liked it. Yeah. So Henry, uh, my head sucks. So yeah, his, his whole head is blasted. Yeah, never do that, man. Never do it. But it's funny because, like, you've been growing out your hair. Yeah, yeah. Sort of, yeah. I mean, just, I, sometimes I'm just too lazy to shave. But see, here's the know? thing like, if I went through all that death and dishonor, <laughs> I would never wear a hat. I would never grow out my hair. Like, I need yeah, everyone to I'm, see I'm in how between shaves right now. But. Yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been keeping it low pretty you know, I've been keeping it pretty low lately, just so I can kinda even out the tan on my head so my head and my face aren't two different colors. So I wonder how, how expensive is that numbing cream? Because I've never actually clicked um, on that. It can't be that expensive, right? I mean it depends, man. Like it depends on what company you're so here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna Google it and then I'm never gonna stop getting ads for this shit. Oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just gonna removal just cream. Gonna force it on you every day until you buy some. It's not tattoo removal cream. Tattoo like numbing cream. Numbing cream. Yeah. 
Dude, if we can come up with a tattoo removal cream. Oh my god, I'll start tattooing. We'd be billionaires. Yeah, I'd just be slapping that shit on yeah. people's arms. Relieve numbing cream. Mad rabbit. Yeah, that's I think that's one Yeah, of that's companies. one of the new hot companies right now. It's twenty five bucks. Yeah, it's like super weak. You know, if it's like super cheap like that, like the, the Yeah, one point five fluid like, ounces. Yeah, yeah, it's like, for all skin types, inked or not, for fast acting pain relief, non greasy invisible finish. Tattoo relief that lasts. Let's be real. Sometimes, if not most of the time, getting ink hurts. Like, wow, what a way to pitch it. All right, man. Uh, let's see. Apply a thick layer to the described area and rub thoroughly until fully absorbed. Wrap the area with plastic. Uh, leave cream and wrap for 45 minutes to one hour prior to appointment. Oh, so you can't just slap it on it. Yeah, exactly. You, you gotta, gotta, like, let it sit. Let it marinate. You yeah. Know what I mean? So basically, it's just, like, a little anesthetic Yeah, thing. but then it's like, man, I feel like I gotta charge you for that hour that that shit is just sitting on your arm, and I've gotta, I gotta entertain you for Yeah, but I guess hour, most, most people would probably apply it, wrap it, and then go to you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hope, you know, because I don't carry that shit. Like, I don't buy it. You know hey, look, I mean? my hourly rate's the same, whether we're talking yeah, or I'm working. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, man. Price so, doesn't change. Yeah. So no, that's funny though. That's funny. Yeah, uh, I don't use it, man. I, you know, people have to request it, and it's like, yeah, I'll use it if you bring it, but I'm not supplying it. You know, what yeah. I mean? just because you know that's a that's a it's like a rite of passage. It's a part of the process is for it to suck. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to embrace the suck of the tattoo. Like it's. It's an accomplishment to make it through a tattoo. You know what I mean? Like you, you got better. Yeah, especially you know dude, I mean? that the arm one that we did. Yeah, uh, yeah. that was like what nine hours yeah, in the chair. You feel you know that shit sucks. Yeah, man. it sucks. And but you feel like it's in a sense of it's a sense of yeah. accomplishment. Like you, you, you like, know what I mean? <laughs> poor women. You know, God. <laughs> right. This is about the sexiest. Like now, now that my sleeve's pretty much done. Oh yeah, King is uh, a King is a, a unit now. Yeah, man. like he is. And actually, I was, I was talking to Janae about it. Uh, uh, cause I told her I was going to come see you today yeah. to finish it. And then, uh, she thought that I was going to like start the other one. The one that I did the, too. Yeah. The Vaseline tattoo. Yeah. No, I was, I was coming to like finish this one to shade this one in. Now we man, weren't starting I the Vaseline tattoo. That's what I was like, man, I had some technical difficulties with my, you know, printer and I was like, man. Yeah. When, when you texted me that, I was like, yeah, cause I, I thought, thought, I thought you were just, I thought you were just going to freehand finish, like just shade yeah, in the vampire yeah, oh, spot. I can do that. So I was like, okay, whatever. And so, uh, but when I talked to Janae about it, which remind me, uh, I, I had pulled some money out to give you the deposit for the new one. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I had told her that I wanted, I showed her the Basilone tattoo and like, I explained to her the story and like how yeah, much yeah. John Basilone means to the Marine Corps. And yeah. So, uh, uh, so I was talking to her about it or whatever. And I told her at first that it was going to be a thigh tat. And she's like, oh, Keenan, that's such a beautiful tattoo, though. Are you sure you want to put it on the thigh? Which, I, for some reason, I just like have this. Thigh beautiful? Yeah, right? Like, what? <laughs> but the thing is, is, she doesn't want me wearing, like, Hoochie Daddy shorts. Yeah, with a machine gun. Which, oh, gun. God. Yeah. Dude, could you imagine? Yeah. Oh, man. Poor women. I have to beat them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honey, I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. No, so, uh,. You no, know, I told her, I was like, no, I was like, I think I, I you know, I kind of talked to Henry about it. I think I want to do my shoulder, uh, like kind of like my shoulder, upper arm area for this one. But, uh, yeah. and then I'll finish out it'll the sleeve. Be a, it'll definitely be another quarter sleeve. Yeah. Like shoulder to elbow. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I'm pretty excited yeah, about. Yeah, so. nice, nice chunk of real estate. Yeah. But, uh, but one thing that I really did want to talk to you about, aside from that, uh, is uh, the second, I guess, question, cause we kind of talked about your initial business and like what you do as well as the, the one question that I was able to get from, uh, Instagram, mm -hmm. uh, 
was let's talk about your move from Alabama to Texas. Because yeah. in Alabama, mm-hmm. you had like a old school tattoo shop. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you yeah. had several artists working for you. You sold it, moved to the Dallas area, and then now you do sort of do like the one man show yeah, thing. Yeah, so yeah, tell yeah. me about tell me about the move. What kind of what why you chose that path? Um, and, you know. I hate to like toot my own horn, but you're, you know, when you're kind of the man in a small town such as Auburn and Opelika, Alabama, you know, you know, you run out of things to do, you know what I mean? Like you run out of challenges, you run out of, you know, fun. Like it just started to suck, you know what I mean? I needed a, a chance. Yeah, you can only do so many cam right, and tattoos. Right, 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 right. And, you know, you've been, you know, kind of a, a small town celebrity for so long, you know, and I got introduced to, you know, the the idea of coming to Dallas with my then girlfriend, now wife. Um, she was like, "Hey, you want to move to Dallas?" I'm like, "Fuck yeah, let's do it." <laughs> let's go. And so, you know, I can tattoo anywhere, man, and I just needed right. to change the scenery. I needed to, you know, challenge myself. You know what I mean? Like you just get comfortable and you know complacent and. You're not, you're bored, really, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, how can I challenge myself and how can I, you know, reignite my love for tattooing? Because I started, it started I started to hate it, bro. You know, just doing, doing the, same the same shit, shit over yeah. and over You can only do so many barbed wire tattoos. Bro, and... right. <laughs> oh, man, that's, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so many barbed wire, so many tribal baby mama names and baby daddy names and, you know what I mean, footprints and, you know, I mean, still come to me for all of it. But, yeah, you, you can know, do it. Yeah, 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 I can do it. I can do it. He's not going to well. post it on the ground. Yeah, but... yeah, but, uh, you know, I just needed something new, man, and that... And I, it was like the time it was just perfect. Yeah. And so I just I packed my shit and did. You know and so I mean? you sold you sold the shop in Auburn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This other girl that used to work there, she just took it over. So it was pretty much the same crew that I had. You know, they just, just they still need a job, so they just they were like, bro, you know, you don't have to. You know, like don't be mad at me for staying. I'm like, bro, like fuck that. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Get your money, yeah. bro. Yeah. I don't yeah. Care. And I still talk to all of them. You know what I mean? Well, most of them, you know, um, Gabe and, you know, Sarah and, you know, um, RIP my homie Justin, man. He took his life a few years ago, but uh, he was one of my really good artists, too. Uh, But, yeah, like, you know, I just needed a change, man, and I didn't want to do that same, you know, big shop setup. Like, I wanted to really just focus on myself, focus on my artwork and, you know, I needed so, to be alone. You know did, what I'm saying? Did you make more running a bigger shop than oh, you do yeah, just like focusing on yourself? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah but you know, so but the, the money that you made, like the marginal difference, oh, dude, was like, it worth it? Uh, it? You know, if you just like having a bunch of money, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Not many people but, don't, right? But the money, you know, you don't even really have time to enjoy the shit because I'm at the shop seven days a week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm so did you spend a lot of time like seven. managing the other artists? Oh, yeah. 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 Like, you know, even dealing with customer complaints. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even babysitting sometimes, you know, like artists are divas, man. Like everybody's, you know, got their own personalities and everybody's got their own problems. And I don't think know, anyone can walk upstairs louder than Gunner. <laughs> My son just went up to his room and his stupid loud footsteps. But yeah, so uh, so aside from 
that sort of like regime change because mm-hmm. uh, that was something that my wife's uncle yeah. you know, my wife's aunt's husband he went through so he owned like it was like a he's like an architect yeah and that was one thing that i had talked to him about years ago this is like basically like broadcasting college age keenan mm-hmm. and uh he was basically like yeah you know like i used to do the architecture thing i had like a little architectural like firm i guess is what it's called uh he had like five or six other architects working for him and he's like i spent so much time like managing them that yeah. i didn't actually get to do like what i enjoyed doing yeah. and like creating infrastructure and such yeah. and so he basically did the same thing as you now he basically just works for himself yeah. with himself like his yeah. wife works for him now it's like a I guess like, you know, business associate, okay. secretary or whatever. But basically he's, it's a one man show for him. And he just, he's like, man, Keenan, like I don't make as much, but yeah. he's like, I obviously still make more than enough to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to do what I want to do in life. But he's like, yeah. it's just the extra, see, it's like the, the marginal difference between having all these employees and making an ass ton of money versus working for myself, doing really the work that only I want to do. Right. Uh, and making more than enough money. Uh, he's like the difference in pay. I, he didn't think it was worth it. Yeah, so. it's, it's not, man. Like, I love my life now. You know what right. I mean? Just how I have complete control over my schedule. And, you know, I can be a present father and a present husband and, you know, really do what the fuck I want. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. not tied to a, you know, location or the responsibility of making sure everything is running perfectly at all times. You know what Which I mean? it's funny because you're in such a weird category of yeah. entrepreneur, not because of the tattoo artist thing, but because like most people like take me, for example, it's like I started small and I want to get bigger and bigger and bigger. I want multiple locations and I want yeah. all this other stuff. Uh, and so most entrepreneurs want to grow and grow and grow yeah. and grow. Whereas you started bigger yeah. right and then you downsized which is like such a different i guess aspect to look at but in some industries right that's yeah. what that's what you want you know yeah. and especially in that niche market of you know like sort of body modification yeah it's body mod you know like in in that sort of market i guess uh that's that looks like where pretty much the market's really headed yeah i mean it's just less overhead it's less drama you right. know you got to do with six different personalities six people's you know home life that they bring to the shop yeah. and you know their family issues their kids their baby mama drama out in the parking lot like you know and it's just you know art, artists are like the hardest people to try and organize to do something you yeah. know what i'm saying like every every artist wants to do their own thing and just trying to have you know a team of people come together to from all know, different walks of life yeah, yeah you know? to do one thing and that's make me money and make yourself money right. and get your name out and, and so like i mean because you have different sort of i guess inside the tattoo artist community there's you know different like niches oh, right yeah, so yeah, you have yeah, people yeah. that are really good at certain yeah, tattoo styles people you got the old school traditional people you got the photorealistic you got the you know there's different you know personalities for different genres of tattooing you know what i mean like you got the which is crazy like most you know like like the old biker dudes yeah like most people don't really think that they 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 think they can go to like any tattoo artist and be like hey you know here you go you know can can you do this it's not like that you know yeah and i i had different people for different you know different stuff and some of the other people will get jealous that they're not doing 
you know, as much work because that I mean that type of shit is just not walking in the door every day. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. you're not getting. So like, what what is it that you sort of specialize in? I guess. Uh, I like. You know, working in that shop for so long, and I had to do it all. So I like everything. You can pretty much really, do everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like everything. I like photo color stuff. You know, I like photo realism, black and gray. I like to bust the sharpies out and do some big crazy. You know, cartoony, new traditional type shit. You know yeah. what I mean? It just it really just depends. I like portraits. I like you know all type of shit. Man. Like it really just depends on the the person really cause yeah because it's funny because like i never really realized that there were different sort of categorical differences between mm -hmm. artists and then uh so when i did the half sleeve with the deer and all that other stuff yeah. you know it started off as that super like white boy like pine wood sort of <laughs> tattoo which isn't what i wanted right i just like the idea of how yeah. it kind of transgressed through the arm so yeah, i texted yeah. it to my the dude who did my other uh tattoos mm -hmm. and uh he basically immediately responded back with like, Oh, like that's not like my style. Like I don't really do that or whatever. Uh, and he's like, plus, you know, that, that, that tattoo, which he didn't even like read the description, like the text that I yeah. accompanied with the picture. Yeah. Uh, he just saw that and, uh, was basically like, Oh, you know, buddy, I just, you know, I, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but that's like already super outdone. That's basically becoming like the new tribal or barbed wire tattoo mm -hmm. thing. Like a lot of, he's like, you know, I've probably done that tattoo 60 times but last year. And, you know, whatever. And then, yeah, but then he was like, well, I just, uh, it's not really my thing. I don't really want to do it. Uh, and he kind of like pushed further and further down that rabbit hole. And like, he didn't even read because if you'd have read what I sent after yeah. the picture was like, Hey, this is not what I want. I just like the idea of how it kind of like, yeah. you know, it like it flows yeah. through the arm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, I just basically want to, you know, basically incorporate some sort of like woodsy sort of deer hunting vibe you know incorporate okay. the marsh you know whatever and then the whole thing with you know phoebe on the backside yeah. obviously hadn't even happened yet so i didn't yeah. even i didn't had no idea about that and all this other stuff but yeah he was just like no that's not really my thing and then he recommended someone in lake charles which i was living in dallas at the time yeah. i was gonna drive to louisiana because you know the dude had done all my other tattoos mm -hmm. i was more than happy with going driving six and a half hours booking yeah. an appointment with this dude let him do my tat and then come back mm -hmm. and uh, he was just like no like uh check out old boy in lake charles and i was like what what <laughs> like what is that what do you mean like what do you, what do you mean man, this isn't what you see, want that's to what do? i'm saying like some artists are just man yeah just funny you know, yeah it's I'll like just he, say funny, man. it just seemed like he just didn't really want to do it and i was like i'm yeah. sorry is my money not yeah, yeah. your money's no good here <laughs> you know and like at the time i like, want to do your deer you know you know because i mean he well he did one two yeah, he had, he had already done three tattoos on me. And it's like, well, damn. Like, I mean, I get it. That's not like your cup of tea. But like, yeah, can you yeah. recommend someone not that far yeah, away? exactly. Or like someone that I've maybe met before or yeah. something, you know? But man, it, people are weird, though. Like, this this industry is, is funny, man. Just because it's real clicky and catty and, you know, yeah. weird, bro. Like, that's why I don't hang out with many artists here in town because you know, really any, like, I mean, yeah, I got artists that I'm cool with and I talk to and, you know, we, you know, laugh and, you know, like each other's shit on Instagram and, you know, it's all good, but do we hang out? No. Like, I don't it's hang funny because it's like, it's like the tattoo artist mm -hmm. industry is sort of like the gun community. Yeah, bro. Like, it's like, man, well, you know, 
we can be cool, bro. You know, we all do the same shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, who like, gives a shit? You yeah. know, I mean, there's, there's plenty enough clientele. Bro, there's so much around. money in the city, dude, for tattooing. Like, I, man, I recommend people to other people all the time, yeah. bro. There's this guy named Peanut, man. He does these crazy ass anime tattoos, like, full color, like, wow. And he's incredible, man. The best I've ever seen, a, you know, color bomb, like, anime, you know, badass cartoons, he is nuts. And, you know, people send me, they're like, hey, I want this and this and that. And it's like, yeah, I do anime, you know what I mean? But if you want something like that, like, I don't mind sending you to, you know, I send him, I send him bro's Instagram page, you know what I mean? I'm like, hey, check this dude out, bro. He's bad as fuck. Like, he's super sick. And people are like, what, wait, uh, you don't want to do it? I'm like, yeah, and but at <laughs> least at least you like if there's something yeah. I'm like let's say like you really just don't want to do or like let's say you don't yeah. have time for it and all right, sorts of stuff. Right. Uh, at least you recommend someone who you trust, yeah. right? Yeah. And so like in the gun industry, it's similar, mm. but I think worse. So like for example, I mean, there's certain things like obviously I know a lot of the shops around, yeah. and they specialize in certain things, you know. Um, but a lot of times, someone will come into our shop and be like, "Oh, do you carry this or?" You know, like holsters, for example. Do you have this specific holster? And uh, I'm like, no. Like, obviously, we don't. I don't carry a lot of holsters because I'm a smaller shop. I don't have room to carry holsters yeah. for everything yeah, yeah. that has every light and that's optics ready. That's for a left and right hand. I mean, there's so many variables. I can special right. order everything, right? right? And right. we can get it really quickly. But I just don't have the real estate for it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, I'll recommend like for holsters, I recommend to go to either GT, which is mm-hmm. like the cop yeah, shop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or um, Target Master has a really yeah, good yeah, variety yeah. of holsters. Uh, and then also magazines. They have a lot of yeah, random yeah. magazines for random mass guns. So, old, old shit. Too, right. Yeah. And I mean, even like the packaging is crusty, right? Because yeah. it's probably been it's there like for 15 been years. Yeah. Uh, but I'll recommend stuff like that. But it's so funny because I had a dude, he came into my shop. He he uh, asked about Cerakote mm-hmm. or whatever. So we talked about it and everything. Uh and he had actually called another shop, he called Gunzone, yeah. to ask about Cerakoting. And Gunzone apparently only does like single colors. Yeah, they don't yeah. do any designs or anything yeah. like that. And so he had asked about that to Gunzone, like, oh, do you know anyone that does, you know, camo or anything like yeah, that? Yeah. Which obviously a lot of them dudes know me. They've met me. Yeah, I've yeah. had I've, one of their dudes, I think he's like a manager or whatever. He actually bought a gun from us because I guess they couldn't get it. And it was like pretty hard to get. So they know what we do. Yeah. But he was just like, nah, nah, I don't know anyone. <laughs> like, okay, Google exists. Like, just, on, just help the customer out. Like, yeah. if it's not something, yeah, exactly. Like, like exactly. guns on obviously doesn't help them. Make sure they get helped. Right, you know, like, and that's the thing, right? Because I mean, it's, ass, just you know, aside from them. obviously it's a business, but it's also a community. Yeah, exactly. It's you supposed know? to be. Yeah, exactly. Like, right, and that's why it frustrates me with you know other artists. It's like, man. Like, we're supposed to help each other. Like, we're the the gang of weirdos. You know what I'm saying? We're all, you know, stepping out against the, you know, the norm and doing our own shit, man. Like, we're making money unconventionally. Like, this isn't like a regular office cubicle nine to five, you know, deal. Like, so at least have enough respect for the tattoo community to send people in the right direction if you can't help them right now. Yeah, you know like if, I mean? if you're busy, if yeah, you're booked yeah. up at the time they right. want to come. Right. Or, if, or that's if not I feel like this guy could do that shit better than me. Right. Like I'm, you know... And I think I've that never there been a is hater, such bro. a great... I've never been a hater, That's bro. such a like, great outlook to have. 
Because, I mean, obviously, like, for example, like, I do serocoding, mm-hmm. right? And, but there's some things that I just, I, it's not that I don't like to do it. It's that I'm just not great at it, yeah. right? And there's one thing, I mean, you can ask any customer that's ever come into my shop, you know, Cryptech. Mm-hmm. Can you do Cryptech? Can I do it? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to have to do it four times before I'm satisfied with it. So I would rather not do it, right. And but I can send you to this person. Right. Or I can even ship it to this dude who I would trust with my life. You know, like I like last episode uh, when I talked with, uh, I think it was David. I talked about my buddy, Brett. Brett was sort of like my mentor in Seracoding. He taught me a lot. Brett does amazing cryptic. Yeah. You know, uh, if you want cryptic, I can happily sh- box that shit up and ship it. What's his name? Right uh, so he's in Louisiana. His okay. It's called, uh, well, he's a gunsmith and it's called Uncle B's Gunsmithing. So, and I've, I've sent him guns too to work on. Like if it's something that's like, obviously I do, I'm not a gunsmith. I never wanted to be a gunsmith. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a title that I want in my life, right? Yeah. Um, I just don't have time for it. You know, I would rather outsource it or hire a gunsmith. You right. know, let someone specialize in that. Let yeah, me yeah. specialize in business. I, yeah, you know, yeah. like let me focus on sales and, and, and growing right. business. And so I can ship stuff out to people to specialists whom I trust, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of times people will like that. Like they think that's crazy. Like, Oh my God. You, so <laughs> you don't want my money. Things to and I'm like, okay, things. it's not like, let's calm down here. It's not that I don't want your money. Of course it's you that, want your money, it's dude. that, like, it's on. that like, let's say Brett would be able to get it done faster. It'll Come probably on. look better. Yeah. And you know, obviously I don't want to do it four times. Brett can probably do it once. Right. You know, and it, it's it's stuff like that, and a lot of people don't have that outlook because their whole thing is like, well, if I can't do it, I don't want Nobody any of my competitors to have that money. And it's right. like, dude, come on, man. Like, you know how many guns there are in the United States? Right, dude. Like, and, and then guns. Stop making them. Yeah, guns divided by like legitimate seracoders. You know what I mean? Like, right. there's more than enough right, money to go around. And tattooing is the exact same way, bro. You know? Like, the exact same. Like, I got artist homies that I mess with, you know, real heavy, like, outside of Dallas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people that I don't even kick it with. And I still send people their way. You know, if somebody, you know, from Atlanta asked me, hey, bro, like, who, who should I go to? You know, I'm like, oh. Go to my homie Melvin. Melvin's sick. You know, he did my head. Or go to the City of Ink and go, you know, ask for, you know, Maya or Kwame or any of, you know, his artists. Like, he, you know, or Tuki or, you know, there's people elsewhere that can handle you. You know what I mean? My homie in, in New York, he was like, hey, where can I get tattooed? And I was like, hey, go to, you know, Harlem and holler, you know, Made Rich at, you know, Think Before You Ink. Or, you know, Darnell Wayne out of L.A. Or, you know, there's people everywhere, bro. And people are like, oh, you know, uh, but well, you can't do it. And it's like, bro, I'm not coming to New York just to right. for your one tattoo. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. bro, stop. Like, you sound crazy. You know what I mean? You just go up the street to this guy. It's badass, bro. Like, and when I say that, people do look at me crazy, bro. Like, you, you don't want my money? Yeah. Like, what, what is this? You know, like, I'm speaking you made Japanese. It. You made yeah. it, and you, I mean, it, what is this, Henry? <laughs> like, we used to be, I met you twice, yeah. you know, like, and you don't You're want like to fly to New York. Down, turning my business down. It's yeah. like, bro, stop. You yeah. know, it's, it's just other ways to do stuff, man. I don't have to 
stress myself out about flying to New York to tattoo you. One you person. Know, yeah, one To person. break even, basically. Right, you right, know, pay for yeah. the flight. And really then, lose money. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool to have like a sort of business trip. Oh, yeah. I but you still got to pay for it. Yeah, but it's yeah. got to be worth it. You yeah, know, like I've been to like LA I tell you, you know, it's like I tell you what, you line up three or four partners, <laughs> you know, to each get like a right, like a right, you know a right. six seven hour session in. They don't do that exactly. You know, they're just not not even offering that. You know. Yeah, and it's the same thing with like like uh like LTC classes yeah. for us. For a while, it was great, mm-hmm. you know, and then obviously they passed the Constitutional Carry Act September yeah. of last year, and after that, I mean the 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 sort of like market for that fell out because a lot less people. Care about it, yeah. Care about it because it used to be a requirement. Now it's not. So yeah. people are like, oh, well, why would I pay? Yeah. Why would I pay seventy five dollars to have Keenan teach me? Yeah, you know, yeah. twenty years worth of experience. Way more people that need to be taught. Than oh yeah, a lot. And I'm, but that's like a that's yeah. like a, a topic for a different time. That that can we can turn a, a, a hour and a half podcast yeah. into a five hour podcast yeah. just talking about that. Jeez. But you know, obviously, like, so I don't do it that much mm-hmm. right so i i'm like look you know I, I have some business cards for like some dude that he's okay with teaching like two people at a time yeah you know it's like look i mean i love i love my customers to death i'm not willing to take you know a sunday afternoon away from my family to make a hundred dollars yeah that's just you know it's got to be nominally you know it, it's got to be like marginally sort of acceptable yeah. for me to be like okay yeah i don't go burn a hundred bucks worth of ammo too Right, you know, what I mean? <laughs> you know, and then sweat my sack off, yeah, and then I have yeah. to open up the shop. I got to make a pot of coffee. I got to do this. I got to do that. So, I mean, there's obviously people that like they're okay with that, and they're fine mm-hmm. with you know they're they're really good with like smaller groups, yeah. you know. And so, I'll recommend those people if that's not something that I have time to do, or you know, whatever. Now, listen, you want to come to me with a group of six or like at least six people? Yeah, I'm cool with it. Yeah. You know, I'll make you know a quick three four hundred bucks. Yeah, make a make a day out of you know three. that's worth. And I mean, obviously, you know. $10,000 isn't worth me taking away time from my family. But I mean, it's got to be because I mean, obviously, I have a business to run as well. Right, right. You know, yeah, I can pretty much only do the concealed carry stuff on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be in the afternoon, you know, and I got to line up the range time yeah. and all this other stuff. So, <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't, they get annoyed that they're like, well, Keenan, when's your next class? And I'm like, oh, well, right now, I'm pretty much only do like one class a quarter. Yeah. You know, well, why aren't you doing like 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 Texas Gun Experience? They do a class every Saturday. We'll go to Texas Gun Experience. I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. This is lateral limits. This isn't TGE. You know, and like I understand if you have like a range, like an instructor that's like full time that I'm paying a salary to. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You're teaching a class every Saturday because I'm paying right, you to do so, right, right? Right. But like obviously, me, it's like, well, you know, I'm the instructor. You know, I'm the licensed guy, and it's like, well, okay, well, if it's not. If it doesn't make sense for me to open up, if I'm losing money, like yeah, what's the point, it's, right? It's so, but anyway, um, to move on past that, so we kind of touch base on your move from Alabama to Texas and sort of how, what that meant for your family and all that other stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, so you're still like a basically like a little single shop thing. I mean, do you plan on growing again, or you um, think you're you're okay with where you're at eventually, now? Eventually, yeah, because. You know, I want to slowly transition out of tattooing. Like, tattooing is just not going to last forever. Right. You know what I mean? So, I want to get into the gallery spaces. Like, I want to be a curator. I want to be a gallery owner. I want to, you know, be able to showcase other artists' um, stuff, you know, like photography, painting, you know, sculpture. Not just tattoos, like, just artistry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just cool. give people a, a venue to have art shows and, you know, 
and and showcase people's artwork for free. You know what I mean? And you know, yeah, I make some off the sales, but right. you know, I, I I want I love art. I'm a, I'm a collector myself. You know, I own some really nice pieces, and I don't feel I feel like not enough black people are in that space. You right. know what I mean? Like not enough black people know about art and you know artists and you know it, it's really sad for real you know just to see what people care about and what people don't but you know to each his own but i feel like those you know people just aren't educated enough on art and the whole art scene and you know people it, it makes me mad when people don't have art in their house you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like I, I, you know, you try not to look down on people. Like I don't want to ever be one of those people, but it's like, oh, oh my god, like you don't even, you know, you don't even decorate, bro. Like, yeah, you don't have any artwork in your house, but which know, thank goodness for my wife. Yeah, it'd be, this would be bare walls. <laughs> but, but I mean, art, art can be a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? You can. There's, you know. I got, you know, home goods shit in my house and I got Salvador Dali's, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Which is really funny uh, <laughs> talking about like, like creativity and artistry and stuff. So like, obviously I, you know, like uh, I wouldn't really consider myself an artist because I do Cerakote. Yeah. Because I'm not a very creative person. But that is a, that is a form of art though, bro. Yeah. Like you're painting And I, I, I actually, like for the most part, uh, I really enjoy the process yeah. more than yeah, anything, yeah, especially yeah. taking like a gun that's like beat to shit yeah. and like it pretty, cleaning yeah. it, sandblasting it, getting it back down to like that's, that bare that's, that's sort of art, metals man. again. That's art. Uh, art and then painting art. it and like com seeing it completely rejuvenated. But the thing is, is like, uh, I'm really like not a creative person. I'm really not like, I need you to tell me I what mean, you But want. you're more creative than you think though. If you, yeah. if you're even in that space doing that type yeah. of shit, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like welders and metal fab guys. Like I love that shit, man. Like, yeah. When I see somebody stack some crazy dimes on a weld, like it's like, oh. yeah. That's why. So like uh, when someone comes like, up to me man. and it's, it's God, cause I guess people just assume that I'm just like this creative being when it comes to like guns and Cerakote. Yeah. They, they hand me a gun. They're like, and I'm like, okay, well, like, what do you think? And they're like, ah, you know, make it cool. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I need you to get me three quarters of the way there, yeah. you know? Cause like what I think is cool, you may not think it's right, cool. And right. the last thing I, I mean, could you imagine if just someone came up to you with like a blank canvas mm -hmm. and was like, Henry, Send it. Send it. Like, yeah. hold on. Oh, like, dude, there's so many different ways that I yeah. can go about this. Like, what is it that you want? No, yeah. no, no, I trust you. Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't trust you. But man, it's people like that in tattooing too, bro. And That's crazy. I'm, I'm like, I can never. They're like, uh, man, I want a tattoo. I can't tell you how many. All the, all the other tattoo artists, they've heard this a bazillion times too, yeah. bro. It's like, uh, yeah, I want a tattoo. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, uh, you know, send me any references or any, you know, ideas you have of you know subject matter that you want to put into the design oh well uh you know just just do something you know just something <laughs> just <laughs> you're like what the fuck yeah. no dude what just is, you're good dude send, yeah, yeah, just send something it. you know you know like, just come up with something i'm like what come up fuck? with something what is that bro yeah. Like, but that's a real thing, man. Like, you hear it way well, like, more times. You know, the difference ever. between you and me is that if, if they don't like what I did, right. I throw that shit in the sandblast yeah, cabin, right. tear right. it off, and right. start again. But I can't number three cheese grade this shit off your arm. I mean, you room. can. Yeah, but... I can. But not, <laughs> it wouldn't be socially acceptable, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? But it's like, dog, is it, people people would just be like, oh, you know, just freestyle me something. And I'm like, bro, what is freestyle. that, though? You have to give me 
some avenue to go down. Like, you got to give me some kind of theme and, like, some kind of subject matter, and I can come up with it from there. But you got to start me with something. Yeah, you got to give me something. Yeah, yeah, like something, anything. You know, but there's, oh, you know, anything, just something. The black and white. Yeah. (laughs) Really? Oh, okay. Done. Got it. I got a perfect idea for you. Right. But, oh, but back on my gallery, man, I want to be a gallery owner. I'm, you know, intensely inspired by, you know, some of my OGs and mentors, man, like my homie Maya. Shout out to Maya Bailey at City of Ink and Maya's Loft and Peter Street Station in Atlanta, Georgia. He's an incredible dude, man. He bought the whole goddamn block and he turned it into a community center and an art gallery, a library, a coffee shop like three tattoo shops, uh, you know what I mean? Like, and it's all connected and it's like a actually, center. Of, speaking of, not to cut you off, yeah. but also to slightly cut you off because I'm going to forget. Uh, I'm actually thinking about buying a coffee shop. Man, you should. Like a legit one. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about I talked to Jenny about that the other day, which uh, uh, it's something that we've obviously kind of always like I've dabbled in because obviously I'm very knowledgeable in coffee. Yeah, yeah. I've never worked in a coffee shop, but Janae has and yeah. my sister has and and uh, that's something that we're kind of thinking about. So it yeah, can't be harder than running a, a gun store. Yeah, so. there's no way, right? I gotta wake up a little bit earlier, but not much, right? <laughs> well, yeah, it can be harder than running. But a yeah, gun so uh, your buddy, uh, yeah, my buddy Maya, man, he's incredible, dude, man. Just what he's doing in that 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 uh, you know Peter Street, Castleberry Hill district of of Atlanta, man. It's it's just beautiful to see, bro. Like he, you know really changed the narrative on black art and just how black people receive art, how they're, you know, he has like figure drawing classes there, like, you know, just live music jam sessions. I'll happily sit and and let let your your patrons draw. (laughs) I let let them know. (laughs) But dog, it's it's awesome. And it's really inspiring, man. Like it's, it's incredible to see. And I want to do that for, you know, my community, like do my part and, continuing that you right. know what i mean like just showing people what art is and cool art and introducing people to that world because a lot of people don't know man like art is like the last untaxable thing like yeah. it's like you know man that, that'll be a whole other episode yeah. but yeah yeah <laughs> like into intellectual property sort yeah, of thing yeah, so yeah. one thing that i kind of touched base on uh with janae when we did our third episode of the podcast is uh we talked about how how uh i don't think lateral limits would be as big as it is or you know as successful as it is if i opened it in louisiana because people knew knew us yeah which was slightly the question is going to be sort of different for you because obviously you had a larger shop yeah but like this idea that you have for the art gallery and you know supporting you know the african-american community and in in pursuing that sort of thing do you think that's something that could do well in Alabama um, or as well, I guess, than you think it would do here. Cause I guess Dallas is considered more of like a, like sort of like a melting pot of cultures. No, hell no, not Alabama. Alabama's not ready for, you know, anything remotely yeah. progressive like that. You know what I mean? Like it's so still, you know, backwoods, Confederate minded, you know, in the majority of Alabama. But yeah, it's, it's really sad, dude. Like, but 
you know, I would never try and open it in Alabama anyway. I think my Alabama days are over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I kind of like, graduated. Yeah, Janae kind of asked me about, like, what, yeah, like, I, what, I would you I'd ever see yourself back. moving back to Louisiana? Hell, no, I was like, honey, I don't think so. No, man. Like, I just don't think so. You got everything you could get out of Louisiana. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I feel like I got everything I could possibly get out of Alabama. Um, like, I love it. I really do. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I love the people there. Man. It's just, I think I plateaued there. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. And... I needed that shakeup. I needed the the uncomfortable moments of being out here and being new and not knowing anybody and not knowing where the fuck I'm at. You know what I mean? Look, you missed. I kind of missed those days. Though. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. like of like being like exciting. super unsure, right? Yeah, and, yeah, it was exciting, and a lot though. of people. I mean, obviously, we stressed out during that time, yeah, like yeah, immensely. Yeah. But like looking back at it now, it's like, oh god, yeah. you know? Man, it was crazy. What a drive! Yeah. yeah what a time was that nuts. was. Yeah, it was nuts. Just, you know, I was pulling my massage table out, you know, pulling up at people's houses, tattooing them and shit, you know, yeah. just trying to get my name out there, just trying to, you know, start that wave, you know, like start the wave of Henry in Dallas, you know what I mean? And it, and it spread, man. It was pretty cool to see it turn into what it's turned into. I mean, I would like to grow my clientele a little more here, but I, like I said, I don't want to be famous yeah that. like i don't want to go on these corny ass shows i don't want to you know do i don't want to do all that bro like i just i want to put out cool work and meet cool people and hopefully that turns into you know gallery patrons you know what i'm saying people buying badass pieces and coming to my art shows drinking champagne and smoking cigars and you know what i'm saying getting educated on a certain artist or a certain genre or a certain you know photographer or a certain you know just, you know, elevating art consciousness throughout the community, you know what I'm saying, yep. where people don't really know shit about it, you know what I mean? And, <clears throat> like, I appreciate people like Jay-Z, too. I know that's a fucking reach, but he has, like, a $70 million art portfolio, you know what I mean? Like, he owns, like, Picasso's and Basquiat's and, Damn. you know what I mean, Monet's and shit. Like, it's, like, outrageous, you yeah. know what I mean? But... And that's something that they'll never be able to take from them. They'll never be able to tax it. They'll never be able to, you know, it, it'll, it's forever wealth. You know what I mean? And that's what I want to carry in my shit. That's what I want to be able to pass to people. You know, I want to be able to put more people in those spaces to be able to appreciate that and keep it going, bro. Like, it, you know what I'm saying? It's just me passing the torch. You know what I'm saying? I'm hoping this shit never dies. Like, <clears throat> like, uh, my homie, uh, Nosa Igwe, he's a really incredible dude. He's an art collector in Chicago. Um, he used to play football at Auburn before now. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but he is one of the few people that really appreciate art. And he's trying to do the same thing in, you know, in Chicago, and, which is a huge art city and, yeah. you know, beautiful place. Uh, but I feel like art's probably well a little bit more like respected up north. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. You know, because you got a lot more of the art and culture. Mm -hmm, and, you know, yeah, yeah, the bougie galleries and all that stuff. But I want to bring that here. You know what I mean? There's plenty of money in Dallas. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. If <laughs> all you got to do is just you know you find that you find that lane, man. Yeah, you got to find the right avenue. Yeah, yeah, the avenue for it. Yeah, and I think I'm slowly, you know, just with the other connections I'm making around the country, like you just slowly. I feel like I'm slowly getting to where I'm supposed to be. So I'm just going to keep tattooing until I feel like I'm there. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
really kick that door open. But I, I love tattooing right now, and you know, I'll still be doing it for another you know five six years, hopefully yeah. you know before the before my big you know gallery boom. You know what I mean? That's my oh, yeah, problem. Man. Yeah, dog. yeah. My game plan is about another ten. Yeah, I'm gonna put another ten years work. In. Yeah. I'd like in those next ten years, I'd like. Of like I'd like a flagship location, which I don't know if I'm going to do that one here or mm-hmm. elsewhere. Uh, but I want two more locations, mm-hmm. and then in ten years, uh, that's awesome. We'll see. I might yeah. hang it up. And I want to do that, and uh, the gallery, and I want to. Me and my wife want to open this uh, cool little restaurant. I think I want to do the restaurant tour thing. Oh yeah, man. But more like so actually, that team. that brings me on to the next thing that I want to talk about because I never really talked about. Uh, Talked about your wife. So that's yeah. that's one thing really in the first like three episodes I really harped on is like a spousal support system. Yeah, yeah, man. She's incredible, dude. Like uh I met her at the old shop um in Alabama and uh we were together for shit man, it wasn't even I think it was probably eight, nine months, dude, before she asked me to come to Dallas with her and I was like, Fuck it, let's go. Yeah. But uh I just felt it just felt right. You know what I mean? She's I never been. I've never been uh, supported in that way. You know what I mean. And it was foreign to me. Like it was. It was. I almost pushed her away because of it. Because she was so. You know, I involved. Like wanted to be involved. Like wanted to be in my space. Wanted to be educated on tattooing and. Right. You know, art world and you know she was just soaking it up. You know what I mean. So I was like, wow, man, that's that's crazy. Like. Most women, you know, they find that shit boring. Like, it's like, it sucks. You know, like, oh, when you coming home? I'm like, fuck that. But she would sit up at the tattoo shop with me, bro, like, all day. Yeah, there's been like, plenty <laughs> of times. Yeah, there's been plenty day, of times man. where, like, Janae would text me at, like, five. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whatever. And I'm like, hey, honey, like, I'm sorry. Like, we just got a huge shipment in a FedEx. And I got to I gotta prep it. So, like, obviously, like, accessories and stuff. If we get that stuff stupid late, we'll just slap it in the hallway or something. We'll deal yeah. with it tomorrow. But, obviously, guns, I can't. And so, like, there's been several times where Janine would be like, okay, cool, like, okay, that's fine. Um, I'll come, I'll pick up the kids, I'll pick up some pizza or something, I'll come to the shop, I'll help you, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and stuff like that. So, like, having, dude, just having someone Man, to, like, support so you through that, it's, it, it, and you can't put a price on that no, either, you can't. It's Because it allows you to do what you do, you know, right. what I mean? at, a, at a comfortable level you know what I mean? yeah I mean, look at it right now she's like giving the kids a bath yeah, while like yeah, we're like yeah. i guess technically working yeah. right you know and, yeah. and having that which obviously this was her idea so she ever complains about it i'm like hey yeah, you, you wanted me to start the <laughs> podcast you know to talk right, about you right. know, business and stuff right. but that's something that that a lot of people don't think about when they start yeah, you know because uh, like when you go to like start a new business Obviously, the first person you're going to reach out to if you're close to is probably like, you know, like a best friend or a dad or something, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. You know, a mentor, you start asking all this. And a lot of times, a lot of people undervalue it. And it took me a long time to realize how valuable Janae's input is Dude. in decisions that we make. Dude, it's everything. It, it, you know, and it sucks. And honey, I'm sorry. But, you know, like it sucks. But like when you first, when I first started, and I'm not saying this is about you, you know, like you, you did this, but... When I first started, uh, Janae would almost be the last person that I that I would ask like yeah. advice on, which shouldn't be the case. No, no, you know that's what you're taught. You know, you know? like that's what you're taught is is like to um, 
keep the wife at arm's reach, you know what I mean? Keep her, you know, my yeah. businesswoman, you know Yeah, what I mean? exactly. And it's like, no, dude. <laughs> it's like, no. Nah, you know, like, we're a team, and obviously, yeah. like, uh, like any decision that I make now, I mean, obviously, I don't run every gun past her. Like, right, oh, I think right. I might order this. I want to try this as a shop. Like, if it's something different, you mm-hmm. know, like, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about bringing in this product line, mm-hmm. you know, like the hot sauce thing that we yeah, did, yeah, yeah. which has turned out pretty well, or cigars, or yeah. whatever. Obviously, I, you know, now, I run it by my wife first, and sometimes she's like, you know, I don't think so yeah yeah i'm like okay cool yeah my wife she hears all my wild ass ideas like hot off the press and do like right when i think of something like i'll tell them she'd be like mm, no nah, baby that ain't it yeah I think so. <laughs> she's like yeah that kind of sucks yeah which it, it's it's <laughs> nice to, to kind of key man yeah she's a pretty cool chick yeah <laughs> and yeah, uh she, uh she can't park well though yeah so yeah. hilarious story when i first met henry's wife uh he oh, was man. yeah he was tattooing my my half sleeve and uh <laughs> <laughs> so uh he was tattooed so i turned around and uh so henry like i guess the back of your tattoo chair backs up to the window that looks out to the parking lot so i was parked there and um i turn around and i see this lady I, she was in like a rental or something yeah. and she like yeets over this curb <laughs> and i was like oh, i turn around and i like thank god i didn't say anything stupid you know <laughs> Because I mean, uh, so you, you for the you've never met Henry, but Henry's a good bit bigger than me. So I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I don't know. I've been doing jujitsu for a while, so hey, I, it would be a fair fight. Yeah. But uh, he's a good bit bigger than me, so I'm glad I didn't say anything stupid about your wife. But no, she yeeted over this curb, and yeah, I turned. I was like, I was like, oh curb, dog, man. man, dude, that lady just <laughs> shit on that curb. He kind of just leans over. He looks at his wife, and he goes, "Huh, that's my wife." And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, no shit, huh? <laughs> yeah, uh, man, she crunched the hell yeah. out of the curb. Right oh, yeah, smoked it. <laughs> smoked it. And so uh, she came in, and uh, we kind of, like, laughed about it afterwards. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, it was pretty funny. But, yeah, she was super sweet, man. Yeah, Very man. country twang yeah, accent. Yeah, man, she's country as hell, man. Shout out to Roanoke, Alabama. Yeah, she said three words to me instantly. All I was thinking is like roll time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, she's she a very day, yeah. Though, but yeah, she's she can't hide that. Man. She can't. But hide yeah, it. she's she's super smart, man. Graduated top of the class of everything. You know, accounting degree. And she know. does what, like pharmaceutical? Yeah, she's a pharmaceutical rep, man. One of the best in the country too. So you know, she's she's pretty awesome though. Like she's super. She works super fucking hard, man. Yeah. Hardest working female I've ever met. It's such in it's my so nice life, to have like a sugar mama though, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, That's yeah. So nice. Yeah, she's you know she lets me get her AARP card discounts and all. Hell that yeah, man. <laughs> Sugar mama, uh, which yeah. actually that's funny because that's like an ongoing joke with all of like my older friends. Yeah, you know the minute they turn thirty, which hey look, dude, I'm right there. Yeah, like six, I'm six months out, and when all my friends turn thirty, I'm like, so did you? Uh, like, do they just send you the ARP card, or do I have to like, do I have to like sign up for it? Or, right. yeah, uh, but funny, yeah, that's man. sort of an she's, ongoing she's joke. Dope as hell, though, man. She's she's super smart, man. The hardest worker I've ever seen, man. She's you know, she just brings a lot to you know my life you know what i mean like i can honestly say my life got better after she came you know after she right. came along but and it's really cool like having someone with like a vastly different point of view oh man we're so different you. bro yeah. like so 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 different man like she you know but she's definitely that balance that i need you know what i mean i'm a really like you know hot-headed really you know quick-tempered person you yeah know. quick to judge yeah of. yeah yeah and 
And she's like, hey, she's chill. She's like, oh, man, you know, you should probably look at it like this. Or, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, you, you know. should look at it like that. Or maybe this person, maybe they felt like this. And, and he's like, you're supposed to be on my phone. Right. <laughs> but it, but it, everything she says makes sense. A lot of times, though, that's that's a really good thing to have. Though, yeah, 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 know? man. She's, she's kept me out of a lot of shit, man, you know. And I, I greatly appreciate her presence in my life, you know what I mean? And I wouldn't, if she didn't work as hard as she did, I wouldn't be able to have the the freedom of creation like I do, you know what I mean? And I'm not, I'm just not bogged down with, you know, so much like I used to be in my old life, you right. know what I mean? Like she definitely lifts a lot of the pressure of, you know, bills and just, you know, other responsibilities, like, you know, just adult shit, you know what I mean? Just having somebody to, you know, balance that life out with you, man, like, it means everything. Yeah. Super valuable, the most valuable thing, you know? And I do the same for her, you know, I, I taught her a lot, you know what I mean? She's learned so much from me and grew as a person, you know, it, it's, it's just really the perfect, you know, bond you know what i mean which i think one thing and i didn't really understand it so like uh, oh yeah we fight you know oh yeah all the time yeah me and your wife fight all the time yeah, yeah. Fight, no. Uh, no but uh <laughs> she beat your ass. <laughs> she probably would uh no so like one thing that like i kind of would think about often so like uh there's times where like janae and the kids like i mean they literally just went back to louisiana for like labor day mm -hmm. and obviously like i can't go back yeah. nearly as much as they can like i try to go back for like thanksgiving christmas like major holiday stuff like that mm -hmm. uh and then i try to go at least once or twice during the summer it's just obviously really tough for me because the times when they're like when they want to go back is like a holiday and like obviously yeah. i need to be open during that time yeah. you know uh, except like during the summer for gun, the gun industry, that's like the slowest time. So generally I get to go back at least a few times during the summer. Mm -hmm. But then like, you know, when they're off for Christmas break, dude, Christmas is like, that's a, that's a big deal for retail business. Oh yeah. You know, it's everything. Man. Fourth it's of gifts, July, man. Thanksgiving, Black Friday, all that fun stuff, right? It's, that's a really tough time for businesses. And obviously I need to be open as much as I can during that time. Yeah. And so, obviously, like, they leave, you know, because obviously they, they, they want to see their family. Like, just because dad decided to, to do this and yeah. sacrifice doesn't mean – and, I mean, that's something that we really harp on is, like, I'm not going to make them stay with me because no, I'm not going to be here. Like, what's the point, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you guys go go back to Louisiana, you know, enjoy the your cousins and grandparents and all that other stuff, you know. And, uh, dude, it's rough yeah. coming home to an empty house. Oh, it sucks. Like and not sucks. not for reasons that I think people would think. Yeah. Like obviously it sucks that I have to come home and do my own laundry and you know, which obviously I don't think that's like all my wife is good for, but like dude, yeah, like yeah. there's no way that I could do oh, what I do. All the laundry that's what I'm saying. There's you know, no but, way that I could do what I do without, without my her, wife. Yeah, yeah, there's exactly. zero percent chance. Yeah. Like I'd have folded over like a lawn chair yeah. a year and a half ago. <laughs> like I might have lasted a few months. But like, bro, like coming home to an empty house and like, you know, like, cause obviously I tend to work a little bit later because yeah. it's like, what's the point of rushing home? You know, like I obviously love on the dogs, feed them, right, you know, right. get them ready for bed and you yeah. know, whatever I need to do. But then, you know, like I have to like cook for myself and, and a lot of people really undervalue that. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, coming home and like having, you know, like, like right now, you know, my wife obviously got the kids ready for bed and, you know, she's probably putting the baby down and, mm -hmm. you know, all that other stuff. And, you know, a lot of people undervalue that, that aspect of it, you know, and dude, that's such a big deal. Yeah, it is. Cause it's like, yeah, I can wash my own clothes, dude, but if she, yeah. but she's really particular and she, you know, she does her shit a certain way and, you know, and I'm appreciative of it, you know. And like, like me, dude, like if I go like a week without like my I wife. Cook, like I love to cook, you know, yeah. it's just my thing. Like it's just another part of my artistry you know yeah. what i mean like I, I take cooking like super serious you know what oh I mean? yeah so, i love like, it i, I really yeah, do yeah, me too, like man. cooking to me is like my me time yeah you know yeah, i like to get to, I, I love man. to relax in the kitchen right. and like listen to music yeah, and like me too man i'm in there yeah. it's not often season, that i drink bro. red wine but like if i'm cooking you know I'll, it's it's crazy yeah. i'll either do i'll either go from like beer to whiskey or like straight red wine for the yeah, night man, me too. yeah i guess it depends on what i'm cooking too yeah, you know that has a lot to do with it but a lot of people undervalue you know that because i mean obviously mm -hmm. who wants to come home to you know at 8 30 at night yeah. and have to cook yeah and especially me, like when i cook homie like i cook yeah, yeah me too man. Like, it's, it's like, like a it's two to three hour home. deal yeah you i know? made like i made i cooked before i came here yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah you know and you know that that's one thing that i just uh you know yeah. i obviously you know obviously shout out to my wife you know for constantly doing that but it's like dude like i'll, I'll wash my clothes if she's gone like you know obviously mm -hmm. during the summer they leave yeah, for yeah, a couple yeah. weeks you know because right. obviously you know like they want to spend time yeah. with their family they too survive, man. you know because you know janae's a teacher so she's out of school and then you know the kids are out of school and everything so they'll spend you know a couple few weeks like i think it's past summer they spent like two three weeks yeah. like, that sucked for me yeah god damn it that yeah, sucked. sucked and you know, like, dude, I washed my clothes, I dried it, yeah, and I threw it on the couch, yeah, and that was my dresser. <laughs> I didn't fold it or save it, and I was like, well, what's the point? You know, I'll just wear it, right? right. You know, I kind of like laid everything. It was hilarious. If yeah. she'd have walked in, she'd have beat my oh, ass. Oh man, yeah, she folds all the clothes and puts them in drawers and stuff, or like has my shit on hangers for me to hang up. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But because if it was me, I'd just be throwing shit in drawers. Yeah. Like, I don't like, fold t-shirts. If, if, if like, you're like just, a single man entrepreneur yeah. or something, like, dude, props to you, bro. Yeah. Props to you. There's no way. There's no way I could do it. Right. So um, we're gonna kind of progress. We're at about an hour and ten minute mark. We're gonna try to keep this in around an hour thirty, hour forty. But I figure this one might take a second. Um, so one thing we really deal with heavily is uh, price matching. Right. Wow. Price matching is something that we deal with at the shop pretty regularly because obviously we're in a super, super competitive market. And in the gun industry, everything is a race to the bottom. <laughs> you know, like, oh, well, so-and-so sells this gun for $17. Right, bro. It's like, okay, well, it cost me 1100 so I'm not going to sell it for 17, 17 right? Uh, obviously, my money's no good at lateral <laughs> limits, dude. You know, it's like, okay, dude, I, you know, but we deal with that a lot, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and obviously it's a super competitive industry Yeah. Um, where Google exists. I think every industry yeah. is super competitive. Which now. I feel like your industry might be a little less it's because not. it's not like I can go on your website and immediately know the exact price of the tattoo that I want and be yeah, able to yeah. immediately price match. Well, I can, you know, I can do a consultation with different artists and get an idea of pricing and things like that. And, you know, you have a general idea of, well, yeah, I can call different shops. Well, what's your hourly rate? I can have an idea after talking to the first artist, how long my tattoo is going to take. But like some tattoo artists take a little bit longer than others and, you know, things like that. But so... Uh, like I said, that's one thing that we really struggle with at our shop is sort of price matching because I'm not selling 
I don't sell as many services. I sell more products, yeah. which obviously a product, I can scan a UPC and immediately yeah, know 1,400 places yeah. in the United States that sell that one product. So for you, everyone has a guy, a guy. that does tattoos. A guy, man. Let's right? talk about the Yeah. So everyone has a guy that does <laughs> tattoos. So Jesus. do you often have to deal with price matchers? There's a million tattoo artists, especially I feel like the DFW, well, Texas in general, but the yeah. DFW, because it's so massive. There's a lot of tattoo artists and it's such a super saturated market for you. So how, one, how do you deal with sort of that price matching clientele? And then two, how can you set yourself apart from your competition? And do you really have to fight for it? Um, the the price matching, man, I don't get down with it. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. have people in my DMs all the time. Yeah, like you hey, know what bro, your time's worth. Yeah, and it's like, hey, bro, uh, you know, this guy said he can do it for, you know, three fifty, and you know, and it's like, well, go to this guy, you know what yeah. I mean? Because I need 600 bucks, bro. Like, that's just, you know, and I don't waver on that, you know what I mean? I've yeah. been tattooing long enough. I've done enough of these, you know, to know what my time is worth and what I feel like my artwork is worth, you know, and plus it's a, it's a permanent body modification, bro. You know what I mean? Like those people aren't going to the Gucci store and saying, hey, but, you know, those people aren't trying to go to the Gucci store and ask them for a $600 bill for 300 bucks either. But yeah, the price matching man is really disrespectful. You know, um, people value what they value. You know, you don't go to these designer stores asking for discounts, but you come to an artist that's been doing this for, you know, 15, 16 years and putting your own value on their work, you know? And, uh, man, it, it's really discouraging, you know, when you see where people's minds are when it comes to that. And, it, like, I don't care what Joe Blow down the street is charging for tattoos. You know what I mean? Just go to Joe Blow then, man. But it's not my job to, you know, devalue my work to make you comfortable with Joe Blow prices. Like, I'll never do that, ever. Right. And, I like, I guess we're more inclined to never, ever, ever. price match uh, for, like, the products that we sell. Mm-hmm. Than I am the services yeah, that we never provide. compromise on a service. Yeah, because it's like, look, I mean, well, first off, like a lot of people, uh, so like I don't marginally, I think our our services are probably smaller, like as opposed to like percentage wise, what we do. Mm-hmm. It's like obviously we do like seracoding, gun cleaning, uh, bore sighting, sighting in rifles. There's only so so many things that I can do, right? So uh, marginally, it's probably like. Oh, that gun you sighted in was money. Yeah, probably like 10%, right? But the thing is, is like, I know what I'm doing, you yeah. know? And like, okay, yeah. so like, if you want me to sight in your rifle, one, you're you're paying for that convenience of someone else doing that for you. Yeah. You know, uh, it's the same thing with like changing y- your own oil versus having someone else change it. It's the right. same, but I mean, I feel like that price is a lot different, you right. know? Because it's like, all right, so we charge, it's $75 for a live fire side in, plus you have to bring me whatever ammo that you want me to side it in with. Mm-hmm. You know, if you say, hey, Keenan, I have, you know, five boxes of this. I'm like, okay, cool. We'll side it in with that. And then I'll side it in. And uh, so many people are like, oh, well, you know, I can, you know, well, I can do it myself for this. 
I'm like, why are we talking about this? Like, why are we having this conversation? You're not paying me to provide that service. You're really paying for the convenience of you not having having to do it yourself. You know, I can change my own oil for, you know, 60 bucks. And that's putting good oil with a really good filter and knowing that I did it right. Right. Or you can go, and I mean, obviously it's stupid expensive now, which is hilarious because like my truck now takes like nine quarts, which my other Chevy took like five. So it was a lot cheaper, but it's like, dude, I mean, okay, so I can either do it myself for like 60 bucks or I can pay someone else to do it for like 130, 140, 150. Well, it's like, okay, like, and then they're using shit oil with a shit filter. And they don't care about your shit. Right. Like I do. (laughs) Right? Right. They'll never care about you. And I mean, like, that's what people don't understand with dealing with a small business versus dealing with a larger corporation. It's like, okay. Yeah, Bass Pro Shops will go match, you know, Academy all day long. Yeah, but Bass Pro Shop also won't live fire sight in your shit. They'll bore sight it terribly. Terribly. You know, but it's like, man, but, you know, those are the people that you have to kind of weed out, man. Like, you know, like those people that even consider you guys the same. You know what I mean? It's like I'm not yeah. a big box chain store, bro. Like I'm not a big warehouse store. Like, you know, this isn't like Home Depot versus Lowe's. It's, yeah. You know, I mean, honestly, <laughs> like people are like, oh my God. Well, like, okay, first off, I'm making, like, if I charge you 75, right, I have to pay 25 to go to the right. range. Right. And then I have to drive myself, take yeah. time out of, my, out of my Monday. I'm not making shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm making $50. <laughs> You know, and normally, like, I mean, obviously, I try to do it to where I have, like, a couple different rifles. But, I mean, there's been some times where I literally go to the range with one gun yeah. because I told you I would have it done for X day. Right. You know, and I'll side it in or whatever. And, I mean, sometimes it takes me a couple hours, you know, by the time I get there and do everything or whatever. And mm-hmm. and a lot of times that people bring me in, like, really messed up, you know. And then, first off, I'm the type of person, if I see something wrong, I have to fix it or whatever like i can't just look at something and be like ah oh, that's the way they gave it to me yeah. you know i have to fix your mount i have to retorque down the screws it's gonna bother and, you if you have acid you and then on top I mean? of that too but Alert. if i if 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 i do what i'm supposed to do right and all the prep work was done incorrectly yeah and i give it to you and then you just I'm came like, up like i just helped you yeah you know I mean? sure i sighted it in all the screws were loose but you pull the trigger one time your entire scope falls off who are you gonna blame who are you gonna give you, a shit ass review right, to you me not yourself because these are guns we're playing with bro yeah like this shit is serious yeah we we you know mess around and you know because we're proficient with firearms we've you know been shooting for a long time we've been doing this for a long time but you know these are still live firearms you know what i mean yeah like it's like man I can't just hand you some shit that I know is going to fall apart in your hand. You know what I mean? Or just blow just, up in your fucking Yeah, that's head. just the type of person that I am. I can't physically take <laughs> yeah, something yeah. that's in disarray yeah. and and yeah. give it back to you that way. Like, yeah. I have knowingly, to fix it. Knowing that it's going to suck yeah. and you're about to go shoot it right now, bro. Yeah, like, exactly. Well, yeah, that's it. You know, the safety that. aspect of it goes yeah, too, yeah. too. But also, just like, I just, one, I don't want to be blamed mm-hmm. when the product and service that I'm selling you doesn't work. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's just, that's just, the, that's how I was raised. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah, I was just about to say, that's a character thing, though. You know what I mean? Everybody doesn't have that same moral compass. You know what I mean? So just like the, you know, the the quick 
$5 fucking oil change, five-minute oil change, whatever these little places that you see pop up. Which also, that's a cap. Now. I went over there one time. It took them 19 minutes. <laughs> so it's like, okay. Like, There's a disconnect here. We but, need to change the sign from right, 5 to 19, right. please. But those people are just going to rush through your shit. They're not going to give a damn about your truck. And, you know, they're just getting your ass in and out of there, dude. Yeah. And they're going to, you know, they could see something terribly wrong that you can go die down the street. And they're going to let and you they're like, hey, that, that ain't my job. Yeah, exactly. That ain't my job. <laughs> they're like, yeah, you know? good luck, buddy. Or it's like, all right, Keenan, I see you have uh, 6,000 miles on your truck. Uh, it's about time for an air filter change. Yeah. Like, no, it's not. I'm not an idiot. Like, what are you? What, what's wrong with you, dude? This truck's driven in in city traffic for the last right. six thousand miles. I haven't even done truck things. In yeah, it yet. I put it in four wheel. I put it in four wheel drive once a month. You know, on the first of every month, I just put it. I, yeah, I put it in four high, and I make a couple blocks just to like kind of keep everything uh, loose, Lube. loose up. You know, like loosen up. Yeah. But it's like, dude, okay, I'm not stupid. Yeah, come on, man. But yeah, the the tattoo industry's like that, man. Like they, you got all these like fly by night artists and all these artists that you know, like like I said, the the apprenticeships are over. You know, like dudes are just getting tattoos, you know, tattoo machines. Is there like a school for them going for tattoo it? Shop? No, no, no. everything's apprenticeship. Yeah, it was, it's you know, tattooing is really one of the the last industries like that. You yeah. know what I mean? That is just really like a you got to pay your dues and you know do bitch work around the shop and really learn the real way. I mean, we during my apprenticeship we were still making like raw needles with needle jigs and fl I was getting flux poisoning and you know what I'm saying burning the shit out of my hands and you know they had the needle with the jig and I'm actually making needle groupings you know what I mean yeah and they couldn't suck because the artists in that shop were using them you know what I mean after right. you finish them so it is it's like a I, but I hold on to all of those. That's like a little bullet point in my career to where I feel like I can tack on that extra hundred bucks. Like I've paid my dues and I've done this shit for a long time. You know what I mean? So don't come to me and ask me to, you know, if I told you 500 bucks, don't say, hey, but I got 350. Well, 350 ain't five, bro. Right. You know what I mean? And there's somebody that'll yeah, take but your 350. Yeah, 350. Cat. But it's not me. Yeah. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. Like, it's not five, bro. Yeah. And it's like, when I tell you a number, in my head, I've already pre-discounted it as much as I'm going to discount it. Yeah. You know, when I told you the number, that was the and especially best fucking like, number you ever Yeah, that's one thing that, like, I had kind of talked know? to people about. It's like, if somebody asks me, well, like, that's the way that I formulate pricing in my head. It's like, if someone I know, like, let's say you, I, I post a cool gun on Instagram and you hit me up. Yeah. And you're like, hey. How much? When I reply with a price. That's it, bro. Well, first off, I think it's super disrespectful. It is. That if I reply with a price and you're like, you know, like, let's say I have the gun at, at fourteen ninety nine. Mm. Let's just say that gun's that price. If I reply back to you, all right, I'm not going to tell you, oh, it's at fourteen ninety nine, but for you, I can do 1300 or whatever the price yeah, is, yeah. right? I'm going to reply back with just the 1300 mark. Right. And I think it's ridiculously <laughs> disrespectful. Yeah, for yeah. you to say, but can you do twelve <laughs> out the door, please? Oh, no, bro. As if I'm not responsible for paying sales tax. I uh, think that is that is such a like a punch in the face. It is it's when a, someone says shit like that it's to me. A nut kick, bro. It, because to me, if so it was whack. the other way around, right, I would never 
Now, if that's not a price that I'm willing to pay, I'm not willing to pay yeah, it, right? Yeah. And that's that is what it is, right? Yeah. Like if I were to ask you, hey buddy, I want this specific tattoo, and you're like, okay, cool, it's you know eight hundred dollars. If I'm not willing to pay eight hundred, I'll be like, okay, Henry, thank you, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm yeah, gonna pass. I can't do that right, right. now. Right? Oh, it's and whatever. I respect that, I, and I and I tell people that it's like, man, you know, I respect that, man, but you know. This is my price. You know I mean? Yeah, and I mean that 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 that's it is what it is, right? Yeah. When when I yeah. tell someone a price, especially now, obviously, if it's just a whatever customer, mm-hmm. and I don't know them from Adam, right? You're getting the retail price, but like if it's someone that I know and I give you a price and you bounce back with that, bro, it it kills me inside. I don't even want to work with you anymore. Right? I don't. Like, I don't even all. care. Like yeah, as a matter of fact, now you know what? Yeah, I changed my mind. I, I changed my mind. You. You know? And and like. <laughs> That's Even so annoying because my price now, just because your mind is there, you just right. show me where your thinking is, and it's like because in my head, I've given you the I know the you discount best price. I've given possible. you the best price while knowing yeah. I have to feed my family, yeah. Yeah. but I know you, so mm-hmm. I feel like I have to give you a better price. Mm-hmm. And when people bounce back with the whole and plus, dude, I wish, I wish I could legally taste someone. <laughs> Every time they, I hear the term "out the door." Out the door, man! I want to drop. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but. I know it's fourteen ninety nine, but can you do twelve hundred out the door? What the fuck does out the door mean? When did that even become a like thing, you? Bro? You realize I buy things that are tax exempt <laughs> under the guise of when I sell them, I have Daddy Abbott tax. gets yeah. eight and a quarter percent. Right, right. Someone has to pay sales tax. Right. So if I tell you a price that is quote unquote out the door, that means Keenan has to eat yet another eight and a quarter percent. Yeah. And if that if that you know if that firearm is fifteen hundred bucks, what's the tax on that? A lot. I know. You know, you know but they don't even think that. Like yeah. you, you don't even have the Dude, mental just, capacity. Just to don't charge it, man. Just don't charge. Like, what do you mean? It? Just yeah, don't I'm charge gonna, it. I'm gonna send the fucking ATF to your house. Like you realize oh. IRS exists, yeah. and eighty-seven thousand <laughs> more of them are gonna exist, yeah. and they're gonna want to know where they're six and a quarter percent or eight and a quarter and now percent. They're armed. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not worried about that, but <laughs> no, right. but the thing but is, yeah. is like, dude, okay, like. There's certain things that I can work around. Like, for example, right? So, obviously, so a lot of people, one really big thing. So, you don't take credit cards, do you? Uh, no. I take, all the, I take all the, you know, the, the apps, like all the Venmo, Cash right. App, you know. So, don't sell, if you can't. So, so, like credit cards. Mm-hmm. Credit yeah, cards, credit right? Card. I get charged three and three and a half percent. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right? Which, I don't do any of the swipey, swipey stuff. Right. So, a lot of places will... Do about two and a half to three. Mm-hmm. But obviously the gun industry, there's less and less merchant providers that are providing services to gun stores because of, you know, the climate around guns and such. Mm-hmm. But so we get charged three and a half percent for credit card transactions. Yeah. For debit card transactions, I get charged about one and a half to one and a quarter, depending on okay. whomever your debit card provider is. Yeah. So a lot of people just believe that debit is the same as cash. Which it's not, right? Yeah. Obviously, there's some sort of transaction that yeah, has to take yeah. place. Some, to Visa things. has to make yeah, money. MasterCard has to make money. Yeah. Right? And a lot of people don't understand that. So when we first opened, um, I was charging 3.5% to the customer if he did credit. And then I wasn't charging anything for debit. And I was like, well, that's not fair. Right? If I can eat something for debit, 1.5%, mm-hmm. I should be able to eat the same for credit card, right? Yeah. So I talked to my merchant provider and we came up with a solution where basically if you use a credit card in the shop, we charge you 2%. Yeah. 
And if you use debit, I'll just eat it. So either way, I'm eating that one and a half percent unless you pay cash. But that shit adds up, dude. Oh, a lot. Yeah. A lot, dude. Like, dude, my my monthly merchant processing bill is pr- – that's actually my highest expense. Because uh, my monthly merchant processing is probably probably about six grand is what I'm losing every month of merchant processors. Yeah. Which, look, that's the nature of the beast, right? Yeah, right. And I mean, it is what yeah, it is, right? Point, you, you, have to, you have to input that into your into your margins. And so, which obviously guns are abysmal margins. Mm-hmm. Like some guns I make uh, Glocks right now, I can make a little bit more. Uh, but when things get super competitive again and everyone and their mom has every gun available. How do you, hold on, pause. How do you feel about you know what they just said about the credit card tracking uh gun sales now did you see that today? yeah so actually that's that. been a thing for a while uh citibank was the first one to do that yeah. which is hilarious because citibank is actually the one that that gives out the government travel charge cards to military service members which is hilarious <laughs> yeah. uh but yeah that's something that's actually been in the works for a long time now so uh i actually had a lady three weeks ago i want to say she had citibank and she went to use her card, and she had like a bougie card, mm-hmm. which I guess like a business credit card has a higher limit. I've never really messed with personal cards as much. I mean, we use our business card, mm-hmm. uh, but my, my business card is a pretty high limit, which I guess personal cards have much less. Yeah. But her personal card had like a seventy-five thousand dollars limit, which is a lot. Ooh. Which is a lot for a personal card. Yeah. That like that—that's actually more than my business credit card yeah. limit that what I have. Yeah, she's great. Which, if I used Amex, which they're beating down my door trying to get my business, I could probably yeah. get seventy five. But she had like a seventy, which, which is funny. So like when when transactions get declined in the shop, which a lot of times it has to do with like daily spending. Yeah. Because I mean, you spend you know a couple hundred dollars at Walmart, you know a couple hundred bucks at Target, Sam's Club, whatever. You you know you're doing your your do you know your your weekly duties, getting groceries and stuff. And then, and then you come to my shop and you drop eleven hundred dollars. Yeah. You know, sometimes people have like a two thousand, three thousand dollars, whatever daily spending mm-hmm. limit. They come in and it's funny. Like I don't care. I don't yeah. care why it got declined. But Figure it out. Dude. You yeah. know, it's like, look, I get it. Uh, I understand. There's a million different reasons why it could get yeah. declined. I don't. I don't care. I'm not judging you. Just go outside, make some phone calls, figure it out, come back in, and we'll reswipe. Yeah, yeah. Which I had this lady, and of course, all the time. The first thing, this 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 seventy five thousand dollars limit on this car. What do you mean? I can't I can't buy this bag of coffee. I'm like, I mean, you cannot physically leave with this coffee because your card got declined. Run it again. I'm like, dude, that's not a thing. Yeah. Like running it a second time is not gonna work. You need to call your bank. Yeah. Keenan, run it. Sure, dude. Whatever, man. (laughs) Now I need to charge you for thermal paper because you're wasting my paper. But you know, and a lot of people freak out about that sort of thing. But yeah, that's. uh, I had a lady come in a couple weeks ago, and she tried to buy. It was it was a decent. It was a decent chunk of change. Like twenty. Her her ticket was like twenty two hundred bucks. I think she bought a suppressor and a rifle, and uh, it was like twenty two hundred dollars in her card decline. Of course, you know, it was like a freaking you know whatever you know Citibank, and she's like, oh, there's like a seventy five thousand dollar limit. People are so embarrassed when they're And I looked at the receipt and I'm like, ma'am, I didn't enter, you know, $220,000. I entered $2,200 and it didn't go through. You might want to call them. So she called them and basically they were just like, no, like, we see obviously, because obviously I have a merchant ID and you can look up my merchant ID and they were like, oh, well, we see that it's a gun store or whatever, whatever. 
so of course she went off. I'm like, well, you know, it's my money, you know, blah, 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 blah. They were basically on the other line. They were like, we don't care. Okay. <laughs> we don't care. So she ended up using another card and obviously she, she paid for the stuff and, yeah. you know, and everything. But yeah, that, that's been something that's, that's been something crazy. that's happened that for a long time. I, I first saw that article today and I was like, wow. Like it really going that far to yeah no it's, you know, it's and like uh UPS I saw visas on board yeah um, UPS yeah. is kind of joining into that bandwagon there they're like basically saying that they're no longer gonna service uh like the farms industry and stuff as far as like packaging goes and all that other stuff what yeah dude it's 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 crazy man everybody wow. everybody's gunning for us wow. now which I mean look it is what it is this is what's popular right now you get all these people crying and, right and whining about everything but. But yeah, to, so to kind of progress further about the whole merchant processing thing. So uh, I had this lady argue with me once about, you know, passing on that charge, which it's a really big, it's more of a bigger deal in like restaurants and stuff, especially yeah. like back home in Louisiana. And here, so like in the Metroplex, it's kind of held off a little bit longer than it does in like small towns. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had this lady, I was like, okay, man, well, like credit card transactions incur, you know, it's, it, you know, we just charge 2%. I don't charge the whole thing because I feel like that's greedy. Like yeah. I'm used to paying at least one and a half for debit. So it is yeah. what it is, which some places even charge 4%, whether it's credit or debit, I've seen which they, if they think that that's acceptable, they need to talk to their merchant provider because debit transactions should not be incurring the same charges as a credit card unless they're charging everything as credit which also should not be done you know they they need to have a conversation with their merchant provider so guys if you have a small business and you're paying the same charges for credit and debit card transactions that is a really deep discussion that you need to have with your merchant provider because you're losing a lot of unnecessary money and they're they're making a killing off of you Because a debit transaction should actually be about 1%, you know, if that much. So if they're charging you 3.5% for everything or even 3% for everything, like if you're striking a deal and let's say if they're charging you 2% for everything, that's a good deal. Run with it. Don't complain. Yeah. But if they're charging you three, three and a half percent for everything, you know, no, that's a, that's a discussion you need to have with your merchant provider uh, and you need to talk about. So one that we use if you're in the DFW areas, uh, it's called a you pay nada. You pay nada like nada dot com. So hit them up. Uh, Rick is the president of the company. He's my rep. Great guy. Um, he really helped me out a lot. You know, we 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 kind of fine tuned some things and everything. But so like I said, so I was having this discussion with this lady. She was buying a decent amount of stuff, and uh, I told her I was like, oh man, well like credit card transactions, you know, incur two percent uh, extra as like a service fee. Yeah. What do you mean? I said, well, I mean that you're incurring an additional expense on my business and to keep prices uh, competitive, you know, we pass on that charge. So basically our prices in the shop are sort of like a cash debit sort of price. Well, I don't want to pay that. I said, well, you're more than welcome to pay cash or debit. Right. Well, I don't want to do that either. Well, I don't want to do that either. You know, I get cash back. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. I was like, man, you're never going to believe this. But I said, okay, so mind you, this is an Amex. And generally what what we do for like customers is like, if it's your first time in the shop, I'll waive it. Regardless of the size of the transaction. Which sucks if you're buying $2,000 worth of shit. Appreciate you. Shopping, my boy. So uh, generally, if it's your first time there, we'll waive it. And then I'll explain to you like, hey, you know, like, please, next time, if you could use debit or, you know, cash is preferred, obviously. But if you use credit, you know, next time I'm going to have to hit you with a 
well, it was this lady, it was like her second or third time in the shop. And, you know, I guess it was her first time paying with the credit card. And I explained to her, I'm like, well, ma'am, like it's an incurring additional expense, you know, whatever. And she's playing with an Amex, which yeah. I don't waive Amex for, I wouldn't waive an Amex charge for my dad right. because I get hit with about 5% for yeah. Amex. Now we're one of the few gun stores that actually, you know, actually take American Express because of how hard and right. high That's their like merchant processing fees are. Have an Amex. I don't feel sorry for you. Yeah. <laughs> and so she's like, well, why? Why are you charging that extra? You know, I said, well, because, you know, we get charged three and a half percent for credit as opposed to one and a half for debit. Yeah. Why? I said, oh, my God. I said, okay. I said, ma'am, I'm just curious. How much cash back do you get with your American Express black card? And she said, well, I get about 5% cash back. Hmm. Where do you think that money comes, comes from? from right. It physically comes from my pocket. Yeah, like when you spend two thousand dollars here, you're gonna get five percent cash back, sure. But that five percent is gonna be withdrawn for from me. my business checking account yeah. at the end of the month. Yeah. Like that's where that money comes from. People don't get how that works. We're all just living on borrowed money, bro. Basically. You know what I mean? Like we're all just living on money that's not really there. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you know when like so that's why I take that shit so seriously man when you tell when I tell you a price like it, all my you know all my discount is already loaded into that number right. man like just pay the fucking number like just yeah. pay it dude if you, and if, if you I'm don't like, want to pay it yeah, don't buy. pay it like it's all good like I'm not gonna go cry about it you know what I mean like I'm just yeah. gonna go back to doing whatever I was doing before I was talking to you but I will not waiver on my price if i tell you the price that's just what it is bro and you know you you have to respect that like, yeah I and you, you either pay it that. you either pay yeah. it or you don't right like i had a guy he contacted the shop which okay to digress from that like he emailed the shop which i was in san antonio at the time we did me and janae did like a very small little when i say weekend it was like a day and a half yeah getaway to san antonio i went and pick up my seek amount at the taxidermist, which I was going to pick it up on Sunday. So we closed the shop at Saturday. We drove down to San Antonio. I got a little hotel in downtown San Antonio. We did the little river walk thing, you know, yeah. like, which we didn't get to San Antonio until like 1030. That's pretty cool down there. Yeah. The water looks like Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah. It's disgusting. <laughs> Actually, they had a lady that fell in. But, um, so we, we did the little walk thing or whatever. We were having a great time and, uh, we were at dinner or we were having a drink or something. It's like 11 o'clock at night. I get an email from the lateral limits email. A guy was asking about like pricing on transfers or something like that. So yeah. I reply back at 11 o'clock at night on a Saturday. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, like, yeah, our transfers are this, but like, what gun are you interested in? I may be able to get it. So the gun that he wanted, I actually uh, had one coming in, I think on Tuesday. So I said, I can get one faster. I have one coming in on Tuesday. Oh, well, what's your price? I said, well, we sell that gun for five ninety nine, which I think dealer cost on the gun was like four ninety one. Mm-hmm. So I'm making about a hundred dollars. Uh, off of the gun, which is about 20%, yeah. which is decent, yeah, yeah. you know, for guns. So I but said, well, you're, we're, again, you're paying for that convenience. For right. I said, well, we're set, we sell that gun for 599 Oh, well, I actually found that gun for 496 I said, really? Sweet. I said, we'll send it. You know, well, what's the lowest you can do? I said, well, our price is 599 Okay. Well, I think I'm just going to get it from this guy. I said, that's fine. I said, I'm physically better off making the $25 off the transfer than right. selling you that gun. Right. $6 over dealer cost, which I don't understand. 
about the whole race to the bottom mindset in yeah. business. Like, guys, what the hell? Where the the point of business is to make money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not just have a business and be open just to say you have a business. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Like would you rather do would you rather money? do a hundred tattoos a day that take you ten minutes and make ten dollars a piece? Or would you rather have one client that you know is gonna leave super satisfied yeah. that you charge eight hundred dollars to? Day. You know All what day. I mean? Like that's the thing. Yeah, I'll do you a whole day for fifteen hundred. By the way, but yeah, and my Fun prices fact. are my prices are like really low, They're like on the lower end. That is of, true, actually. Of the DFW, you know what I mean. I try and be fair to people. I try and be, you know, because a lot of artists, man, like no lie, man, like a lot of people charge some outrageous numbers that really aren't worth that to me. Like just by the quality of work that I see, you know, but. You got some guys that are bad as hell in DFW, man. They're charging four fifty an hour. You know, what I mean? right. with like a you know two hundred bucks deposit just to get on the schedule, and he's not going to be able to tattoo you for like another nine, ten months. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> you know how many times I can change my mind in nine or ten months? <laughs> you feel me? But you know, there are those people out there, and then you got you know really good artists that try and be fair to people. You know what I mean? Try and you know, take care of the, the working guy, the regular guy, right. like the little guy. Like I try to look out for the little dude, you know, and not just rape people's wallets with tattoos. Like this is a luxury, you know, expense. It's, you know, you don't need, nobody needs a tattoo. You know what I mean? So I try and at least be fair because this is a luxury. You know what and I mean? I think the like, coolest, nobody needs the thing that intrigues me yeah, the thing that intrigues me most about your line of work is like everyone is a walking business card for you. Yeah, hell yeah. I think yeah. that's so cool. Yeah, it is cool. I think man. that's such a cool thing. It is like cool. I can't tell you how many people like I told you the other day when I went to the gas station to get a monster. Just grab and it. a dude like <laughs> caresses my arm and he's like, Oh my god. Uh, uh, man, people do that all the time. People hit me up all the time. I'm like, bro, somebody just grabbed my arm and snatched my shirt up today. Like, I'm like, damn, that's pretty tight. Yeah. But, you know, and I sit back. I haven't, I haven't been touched that way in years, right. dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just whisper softly to me. Dude. Yeah, whisper sweet nothing. Yeah. Like. But I was talking to my wife the other day, and I'm like, man, I've been tattooed for so long. And, you know, how many tattoos have I done? Like, how many lives have you touched? Like, how many lives have you changed forever? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, these people will think about this experience you get for the rest every of day, life. bro. Every yeah. day for the rest of their lives. Like, they're going to think about that, you know, that time they had with you, that those hours they were on your table or sitting yeah. in your chair, and, you know. The conversations y'all had, the, Which, the drinks that were shared, the right. food, the weed that was smoked, the, you know, Hell everything, yeah. bro. Like, it's just, you know, you're creating an experience that really lasts a lifetime. Well, like, it's really not any cheesy shit. Yeah, 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 it really lasts forever. As long and, as you're physically here, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like you're, Which you're I think it's really funny work. when people, uh, like, stare. Because, like, obviously, they want to like admire the work, yeah. But they, they want to do it like unawkwardly, yeah. and they do it kind of awkwardly. But it like, makes it even more awkward. For which I mean, like, look, I don't care. The, the, you know, I got it. I paid yeah, for it. I yeah. want people to look Come at talk it. Talk to me about it. Yeah, but just don't. 
don't be like, like yeah, a creep around the corner. You know? like, <laughs> yeah, just like, don't be weird about it. Just be like, hey, man, that shit looks fucking cool, you know? But like, no, like, for example, uh, yesterday I was in traffic and they had a, uh, I think it was two girls that were in like a car and like one of them had like her arm sticking out and she had like a full sleep. And I just like, mm-hmm. like, I was looking at the tattoo. Yeah. And like, they looked at me like I was weird because like I was looking at, and I'm like, okay, like, Come on. Like, it's not like I'm trying to look at your ass. Yeah. You know, like I'm just, I, I think it, you're, you're, you're showing your, your ink looks cool. Looking at your tattoo, you know? You know what I mean? And a lot of people, they like freak out when people stare, but it's like, okay, if you have ink. Yeah, you got to be expecting that, man. Like, I don't, you know, you see me. Like, I don't walk in places and, you know, and I'm immediately offended by how people stare at me and, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Look at me. I don't look like your everyday run of the mill dude. Bro. Right. You know what I'm saying? People are just trying to figure me out. Like, who is that? Is he somebody famous? Is he a rock star? Is he a you know? Is he an artist? Yeah. Is which now is he a motorcycle racer? Is now a I, I'm so different than yeah. if you'd have met me two years ago. Because two years ago I had a, like a like a like a lowish medium fade, clean cut, shaved yeah. face, completely all natural skin, and then like now like I physically have a man bun. A beautiful mustache. It is quite extravagant. You know, uh, yeah, I put wax in it today, which is unlike yeah, me on Monday. It up, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, like you know, like I'm all tatted up now on my arm, and you know, yeah, getting man, all tatted. You, you know what I'm saying? It's like, like it's, you got some flavor. Man. You know, it's like you're so different, and I think that's what mm-hmm. you know sort of sets your industry apart is you deal predominantly with people with those people you know, that want to be different. the outcasts, yeah, yeah. The, the the rebels. You know what I'm saying? The, the the people that just buck society and, you know, do their own thing, man. Yeah. Like, and that's why. It's like, we just want to be, you know, I want to be different. Wanna be I want to be outspoken about yeah, what yeah. I like. And, you know, like, for example, like when I, uh, when I had sent you, well, you saw the, the painting in my office what? that I had showed you of like the tattoo, oh, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, the original, yeah, the picture, yeah, right? Yeah, is yeah. a painting in my office. Yeah, that's what yeah, I really so. like. And I had told my dad, I was like, yeah, you know, I think I might get a tattoo of this or whatever. And he's like, well, you just like that picture. I was like, yeah, dad, you know, we said, we'll just take a picture of it and keep it on your phone. That way you can look at it. Yeah, it's like what the picture means. Yeah. Like, it's like, I was like, that's, that's not, you know, life, yeah. Like, like that's, yeah. I right. like it enough that I want to put it on my skin right. Right. and carry it around with me for other people to also see. Right. And that's sort of like what I guess. So tattooing is the ultimate form of self-expression. You know what I mean? Like you, you wear how you feel on the outside. You know what I'm saying? Like you. Yeah. You know, you're an individual. Like it's the, you know, I love weird little tattoos. Like anything that makes somebody, you know, even more of an individual. Like I'm, I'm all for it, man. It, even if I think the tattoo is stupid or, you know, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, hey, they hit me up and asked for this for a reason. Yeah, that you know what I'm saying? It should mean something to them. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm a big fan of, like really meaningful tattoos. Mm-hmm. You know, like obviously every t- tattoo that I have means the world to me. I'm not just one of those people that's like, oh, it looks cool as shit. I'm going to get it. Yeah. You know, which I guess there's been times where I've thought about it or I wanted I this or I wanted that. You know, or like funny shit. Like, you also have a lot more tattoos. Than yeah, you, so. yeah. I got a picture of uh, when Dave Chappelle played Prince on the Chappelle show. And um, I just thought the episode that episode was hilarious. Like, yeah. it was so fucking funny to me, dude. Like, I watched it so many Which times. Which actually, fun fact about me, uh, I honestly think that Dave Chappelle is probably the funniest stand-up comedian. 
Thank you. To he ever walk the I think he's, he's absolutely dope, he's hilarious. Dope, he is so damn funny, dude. And, you know, so outspoken and just, you know, says what he And he's wants. pretty yoked now. Yeah, like, he's yeah, pretty, he like, big, yeah. You know? yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I, yeah. I, uh, I remember the Shout first time I, Pill, yeah. so the first time I ever saw him, uh, was in the movie Blue Streak with Martin Lawrence, <laughs> which I think Martin yeah. Lawrence is also hilarious. He's kind of more like, I guess, like a nineties style, yeah. uh, comedian and actor. Like he really shined yeah. in the nineties, but I remember seeing Dave Chappelle in Blue Streak, yeah. at, you know, in the alleyway, like, bah, bah, yeah. you know, uh, my first time seeing him was, he was the standard comedian on, I think it was. Uh, Nutty Professor, or like the Clumps, or something. Mm-hmm. Something. It was one of them Eddie Murphy movies, but he was like on stage as a stand-up, and he was like roasting the shit out of Eddie Murphy. Yeah, funny. As I think Dave Chappelle is probably the funniest. Yeah, yeah. He's funny. But anyway, yeah, we digress about that. Yeah. But yeah, like having just like whatever. I mean, whatever you want to put on your own body yeah, is completely up to you. Yeah, and people are like, oh, you know, uh, <laughs> my body's a temple, and it's like, bro, if you go in any like temple or catholic church like look up look around you bro like it's blasted you know what i'm saying it's beautiful artwork everywhere you know what i mean like incredible architecture and all that you know what i'm saying so i think that that whole well, analogy is for everybody right yeah yeah of course not but you know that that whole like my body's a temple analogy man we gotta kill that shit like it's it's dumb as hell because any you know whatever organized religion you you know, follow, like, you can go in any church and there's badass artwork. I mean, obviously, and, the Bible does say that, you know, your body's a temple of the Holy Spirit, yeah, and yada, 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 yada. But also, like, okay, we're going to say that. I can't get tattoos because of that, but you can get a piercing? What's the yeah, difference? What's the difference? You're, They're both modifying the body permanently, body, yeah, pretty permanently. Exactly. There's not degrees to it. It's yeah. just, you know, but people, you know, people choose, pick and choose what they want to care about and what they, you know, the level of importance, you know what I'm saying? That's like, Oh, I like to, you know, oh, I like to do cocaine, but I don't drink, though. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, mm. like <laughs> is, is that what we're drawing? Yeah, yeah. Like, is that it? You know? <laughs> right. It's like, dude, okay, if it makes sense to you, bro. Like, yeah. It sounds good. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to like tattooing. Or, yeah, I think know, it's, it's really funny. But... For, for a long time, uh, I, re- I did not want to even, like, I did not want, a, well, so when I was in the Marine Corps, we had a different tattoo policy than, of course, a, I wouldn't say a big reason why I got out, but like yeah. 15% of the reason why I got out <laughs> is because I wanted, I really wanted like Some a work, sleeve. Yeah, yeah. I wanted a sleeve, at least one, just so I'd have one. Uh, and so a big reason, 15% of the reason why I got out is because the Marine Corps at the time, there was like a, the tattoo policy, you know, yeah, it was it was super strict. It was super strict. We couldn't have one, this, that, and the other. So, of course, I get out. Well, 15% of the reason why I got out was the tattoos. I'd probably say 50% of the reason why I got out is because I got passed over for a promotion for E6, so oh. for a staff sergeant. And at the time, E5, so I was a sergeant when I got out, E5s didn't rate travel, mm-hmm. uh, travel expenses. So, if I would have to travel to go to drill and all this other stuff, um, I wouldn't get reimbursed for that money. So, that was 50%. And then the other, what are we at, 35% now? Is because I just wanted to get out. Yeah. You know, I wanted to try something different. And, you know, I was moving and it was just too much. But then you spend like the majority of your young adult life in. No, I've never known anything else. Since I was 17 years old, I've never known anything else. And so 65% of the reason why I got out combined was the travel expenses and the tattoo stuff. 
Yeah. Both of those policies changed within six months after me getting out because people in droves were getting out of the Marine Corps at the same time as me, roughly. Yeah. You know, after COVID, well, when COVID hit and everything, because a lot of people were like, oh, well, I'm just going to get out. I don't feel like dealing with this shit. I don't want to get the shot. You know, I want to get out. And so a lot of us were getting out because of the tattoo policy. Six months after I get out, they changed the tattoo policy. Because they got to keep the numbers up. And now you just have to be an E5 to rate travel. So I'm like, what the shit is this? Like, I've been in the Marine Corps for nine consecutive years. Right after you got up, nine consecutive years. Now that I get out, they're like, you know what? We talked to a couple people about getting out, why they were getting out, and this is the consensus. And I don't understand the disconnect. Like, why? If they would have done that a year sooner, I'd probably still be in the Marine Corps. Man, that's crazy. It's ridiculous. But, you know, you wouldn't be here talking to me about... Oh, there's 0% chance of that. I would have never never opened my shop. And a big reason, you know, why I got out too is because, you know, the the other 35 whatever percent about me just wanting to get out is because obviously I wanted to open my own business and I knew that I wouldn't be able to do the whole one weekend a month, two weeks during the summer, Mm -hmm. at least during the first two years, which actually I hit my two-year mark in five days. On the 17th. Yeah, that's us. That's crazy. Uh, so, yeah, it's been a long, long two years for that's us. pretty awesome, bro. So, but yeah, man, I mean, it, it's just it's just vastly different how uh, how my demeanors changed since getting out. And so, a big reason why I was in was I didn't want to get a, a tattoo that showed outside of like a t-shirt because one, I could, but like I couldn't. Yeah. And also professionally, because I wanted to go to school for HR. Well, I went to school for HR. I went to school for business. I concentrated in human resources. Obviously, like a, I wanted like a super corporate job. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't want that scrutiny of having a tattoo outside of yeah. sort of like a, you know, a polo t-shirt, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. But then, you know, as I got older, I realized like, who gives a shit? Yeah, like nobody, I can, I can slap a long sleeve t-shirt on, right? As long as I don't have anything on my neck or my hands. Which I'll never get anything on my neck, but like yeah. I'm starting to think about getting some on my blast in my hand. Yeah. But you know, as long as I don't get anything like on that, I come in for the interview. You're gonna give me the job all day. I pop smoke. I show up to work on Monday with a short <laughs> sleeve on, absolutely blasted, and you're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> the felon rehabilitation center is oh, yeah. downstairs. You know, it's, it's like, like no, 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 no. no, no. no you offer me this eighty thousand dollar your job, right? Yeah, I'm but, here for that, yeah. you know? And so, you know, I, I really held off on that for a while. But obviously, as people get older, as times change. Yeah, society's changing, man. Like, I tattoo preachers and doctors and lawyers and, you know, like, I, the it, it's not just, a, like, an outlaw thing anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's super mainstream now. Like yeah, I mean, like, everybody has. Right, dude. Yeah. Like, I do more Pinterest tattoos than anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the little fine line, like really small minimalist stuff you know what i mean because the the industry's consumers are changing you know what i mean they're you know young ladies and you know and isn't it's more young ladies and less like big burly biker dudes right now you know what i mean and so you have to accommodate that like they want a little dainty you know like little, you know, little hundred dollar tags, right? And, and it's not big, you know, Harley badges with eagles spread yeah. across the back and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but so. but yeah, man. So I mean, like I said, the you know the industry's changing, the world's changing, everything like that. But anyway, so we digress. We're getting pretty close to that two hour mark, which is about what I told you before. So I know you got to go pretty soon, but we'll right. start. We'll start kind of closing remarks here. Uh, I'll double check my sure we don't have any more questions. I think we covered everything really for the most part. 
but yeah, so the biggest thing is, uh, so how, how can people, how can people reach you if you, you know, they're interested in getting some work done? I like, I like Instagram, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I answer emails too. I try and answer emails daily. Like, oh, What's the handle? Uh, my Instagram's at HK, lowercase HK, number one, lowercase NK. So HK Inc. And uh, my, my email is HKInkStudios at gmail.com. And yeah, I answer that every day. It's HK1NK? Yeah, HK1NK studios at gmail.com and your studio's in dallas yeah it's a it's in madison avenue salon suites it's a little private studio in dallas texas off of south 75 south and walnut hill awesome and obviously guys i i wouldn't have one brought him on and then two obviously have my entire arm covered with his work <laughs> unless i absolutely trusted it yeah, uh, i definitely uh henry top-notch products right. i buy really nice shit man I, that I is very true profession really seriously you know it's he's definitely it's a perfectionist yeah, so, yeah so like everything else hit me up man y'all get at me and get at king for your firearm needs awesome awesome so obviously i recommend him quite a bit and uh you know henry's become a really personal friend of mine over the last year and a half yeah. since i've known him so My uh we God. hang out pretty regularly and then obviously he does a lot of work on me and i sell him a lot of yeah a lot of shit a lot of pew pew hell yeah hell yeah, yeah. so guys as always uh uh, we like to end our podcast. Uh, obviously, it's entitled Cheap Therapy. I consider myself a self-ordained therapist, as my friend Justin likes to say. I'm your friendly neighborhood SOT. We don't talk about just guns, but just a lot of dude stuff in general and just sort of things that people can be struggling with. So that's why we went with the name Cheap Therapy. So this is episode seven uh, with uh, one of my good friends, uh, Henry Key who owns HK uh, Inc. Studios in Dallas. He's a tattoo artist. But guys, we always like to end every episode of the podcast with the Suicide Prevention Hotline, uh, which is simply 988. It's a simple number. It's three digits. You can dial it at any time, 24 hours a day. There's someone on the end of the line who's willing to talk to you, talk to you, you know, talk you off that ledge. If there's anything serious that you're considering taking your own life, I want to I want to assure you that it is not worth it. Uh, right. You know, Absolutely your your not. your life is such a beautiful gift from God, and and I really feel that by taking your own life, you know, that's that's not really going to solve any issues, and you're just going to leave the world with more pain and suffering yeah. than the way you found it. So, guys, if you have any issues with life, you're more than welcome to swing by the shop. Man, you can swing by my shop too, man. I'm definitely a suicide survivor. Uh, lots of loved ones, way more than should be. Uh, left like that, and it is not the answer, man. There's Definitely plenty not. of people to talk to, man. Definitely not. So you guys are more than welcome to come to either of our shops. Just swing by, shoot the shit. I'll yeah. even start a pot of coffee. Maybe we'll grab us some food next door or whatever. You know, just we'll talk you off that ledge if need be. But again, you can also, if we're not open, obviously, you can text. Uh, you can email, you can DM, you can do all kind of crazy stuff, or, or you can simply call that suicide prevention hotline, talk to a legitimate consummate professional and just dial 988 to talk to them. Yeah. Uh, but guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. Henry, thank you so much for coming man, on. I appreciate, brother. I appreciate you. Me, man. This was awesome. My first podcast and, you know, hopefully I'll, you know, get into the Awesome, the, man. We'll definitely, we'll definitely try to have you on later as well. But, but guys, thank you so much for listening. This is episode seven of the Cheap Therapy Podcast. My name's Keenan. It's my good friend, Henry. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we're signing off. Guys, as always, stay groovy. Peace.